0: that top-down shit
1: cruising on the motherfucking highway doing your goddamn thing And worried about a motherfucking soul Just do you baby retro player player and 64 cruising you would say exotica i need some bows hit the floors because i need that flower in this hope nintendo power with the power you can run the show welcome everybody this is jeff versus the world This is your boy, Jeff, and this is episode number 25, 25 episodes in. And we are doing the finale of the Nicholas Cage trilogy plus one. And that plus one is gone in 60 seconds. And like always, I got my man, Shahid. How's it going?
0: It's going okay. Just enjoying my days off. Looking forward to ending this trilogy plus one and talking about all the funny math that was going on in this movie. (laughs)
1: Uh, before we get started about this movie uh, I actually this is one of the this is one of the movies Nicolas Cage movies that I did actually go to the movies to go see and I never finished the movie when I went to go see it because I went on a blind date and it went horribly wrong horribly wrong one day I'll tell the whole story but it was really a bad date Um, a friend of mine had (laughs) Hooked up something and it just went downhill from the jump. And I knew it was going downhill and I just walked out. Mid movie. Hey, sometimes we take those L's. Yeah. But this is another uh Nicolas Cage, uh, one of my favorite movies. It's not my favorite favorite, but it's just a fun, quick movie. They put in what 90 million for the budget? And they got back 237, but the critics did not like this movie at all but you know critics are going to be critics
0: I mean critics weren't necessarily wrong with this because it was kind of like out of the four this is the movie that was the hardest for me to like recap because it was like I kept thinking this would have been better with a better director
2: Mm. like this
0: is the first out of the four this is the only one that felt like you know Nick Cage is in the movie but he didn't really have to be in this. Like, there's nothing going on that required a Nick Cage performance. You know, he was just the star of the movie. Like, he was in the movie because he was a star at that point, And it was a Bruckheimer movie. And it was like, you know, we're doing a late summer movie. Nicolas Cage is hot. Let's do a movie. But it wasn't no, you know, we need Nick Cage personality. We need Nick Cage, you know, essence. It was just like, it's Nick Cage.
1: Yeah, I can go. I can. I can. I can kind of see that because I mean, even when you look at the cast, you could say take Nicolas Cage out and put this actor in, <laughs> and it, it. I think it would have been the same movie. So I can kind of see that. But I mean, it's a, it's a hell of a cast, and I guess it's just one of those things that Bruckheimer could just when you got that name tag to it, people will just come running around that time. Um. We got Nicolas Cage, Angelina Jolie. Uh, I might say his name wrong, but Kip Reigns is Giovanni Ribisi. Ribisi? Oh,
0: Giovanni Ribisi, Dollar General Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Let's talk about greasy, (laughs)
1: Uh, meth-looking Kip Reigns. It's... His character had to have something else going on that they just chose not to talk about.
0: Nah, I I think you're reading too much into it. (laughs) Are you You, sure? Yes.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Um, I'm sure because it's kind of like this move. Like you asked me before, what's going on with Nick Cage's character about how it's like everyone's life got worse when he left. I'm like, this is Fast and Furious if Dominic Toretto left and everybody else stayed.
1: I, I okay, yeah, I can see that because that was his brother. So he, you know, went on the same, so try to go through the same path his brother went to. But I didn't, the way they talked, they were making money. This yeah. brother's not making can, any money. <laughs> it's a reason his brother's not making
0: any money. <laughs> Within the first two minutes, it's established that, you know, this is the type of brother he is. Like what did I call him? Marcus Vick. In <laughs> the shadow, his brother Michael, like that's, yeah. This movie definitely established, like you know, he is definitely the the younger brother that does not have the skill his older brother has, which is hilarious. When you hear it earlier tomorrow, you know, Kit Range made a name for himself. I'm like, Psst.
1: how? <laughs> this motherfucker went inside the uh, car car dealership with a brick,
0: a brick on a stick. We'll get to that, but let's. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff that's going on It just has me like, yeah, this movie is It's a lot of stuff going on. And yeah, it's a, it's a big cast. It's an awesome cast. And you know, it's like it's almost too big. Like, they could have cut out like four or five people because it's Master P. Memphis Ra- it's Memphis Reigns and his group. It's Kit Reigns and his group. It's Delroy Lindo and Agent 47 himself as the cops. Master P doing his thing on the side and Destro is the villain that's barely in the movie. And he wasn't good at all of it. And he said he wasn't. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he okay. said he didn't like the movie because he said he didn't like his performance. So he said, yeah, I-, I was bad. I knew I was bad. This was me starting out. And you can tell, like, if you hadn't... I forgot this was the same guy because I've seen him in later stuff. I'm like, this is a good Like, you know, 28 days later,
2: mm-hmm. mister,
0: you know, we have a solution. <laughs> We found, we found a cure. This is the solution. Like, basically, we're going to make a bunch of babies. And then, of course, he was Doctor Who for one season. He was Destro and G.I. Joe. And he was Malekith and Thor The Dark World. And he's been in other stuff. So it was a movie with a lot of people that was, you know, some on the, you know, up and coming right? you know, some on the come up, some on the way down, some, like, taking a vacation. Like, Angelina Yeah, like, it was right after the oscar and right before tomb it's like i like cars i want to check
1: and what do you need me to do because it, it's in certain moments she is just like she is having the time of her life like okay whatever i'm, I'm gonna enjoy this role
0: so let's get into the plot of the
1: movie go for it you know you the plot man you give the best <laughs> synopsis
0: Randall Memphis Reigns a retired car thief comes back to his old life to save his brother Kip Reigns from being murdered by national international crime boss Raymond Kalichi to pull it off he has to steal 50 cars in 72 hours
1: that's pretty much the meetup. that's it
0: that's it <laughs> and let's talk about the whole I
1: mean you want to talk about the money now, or when we get to the point? Oh, we can definitely talk about the money now because I actually looked at that uh, 50 cars list and every car that it was. Yeah, we can talk about
0: that now. Okay. So basically, Raymond Califrey made a promise to get some cars for some other criminals, and it was a set of 50 cars, high end variety of electric cars. And he gave Kit Range a $50,000 advance toward $200,000 total. Okay. The, it's 50 cars on there. It's not like a bunch of 4S escorts. And even though this is like, you know, what, 2000? Yeah, 2000. Yeah, like 2000, so it's not 2019 money. The Mercedes Benz, the three of those by themselves, if they're S classes, are going to come out to around $200,000. Minimum, at the very least. We got some Lamborghinis on there, a couple Bentleys, Ferraris, like, Aspen, even using 2000. Aspen Martins. Even using 2,000 math, <laughs> that's 20 million easy. 20 to 25 million. 200 grand is cheap. To steal 50? 50. It is not like 50 Esco It's not like 50 Centras. You still on Lamborghini. There's like four or five Bentleys on there.
1: And, and, and let's be clear, clear. If this was on an up and up, and it was actually going to go down the way they stole it, they got the money, you still were splitting that money
0: yeah, it was like so his game, they 200 grand, they splitting it five ways so they getting 40 grand to steal 50 cars now 40 grand is a lot of money you don't have any money, but for the amount of work that needs to be done in that short time frame yeah, Raymond Khalid was cheap.
1: <laughs> he was cheap, or he really even knew his that, hey, he's going to do it because I'm going to kill his brother. So I can just tell him any price.
0: Yeah, and then the funny thing is, he's not necessarily the villain. Like, because no. let's talk, is he the villain? Kip, Rames came, to, Kip Rames came to him. Yep. You know, trading off the name of his brother, yeah, you know, you know that range blood, my brother did this, you know, I got that, I can run a four or five forty and anything. I do the job. He messed up the job. And now it's like Ram he's on a timeline because Kip Reigns messed up. Dang that's dang, how is that his fault? And he, I mean he justified, like, you know, everybody know what type of person he
1: is. So it's not like, you know, I know he was like that. <laughs> even even his old crew oh, I'm scared of him the, guy, uh, the older guy was like yeah not, you know, I'm afraid of him I'm like wait a minute okay so when you had te- uh, t- text that to me I was like you know what you got a point he's really not the villain he's a businessman and it was it wasn't like he was doing anything to be mean it's like yo you got my name out here and now my name is all messed up you need to do something
0: Yes. And basically, like, he gave options. And that's the thing. Like, he's not really a villain. He's a plot point. Like, he's just there to advance the story because he shows up at the beginning and he shows up at the end. And that's it.
1: Yeah, pretty much. But let me ask you this question. What was Johnny B.?
0: okay why you keep getting on Johnny B is he filled the. you know what Johnny B is the same thing Master P was he filled the vacuum that Memphis Reigns left that's what he was he was yes he was market correction because he didn't do as good a job as Memphis Reigns that they say you know Auto theft dropped 48 percent as soon as he left town. So obviously nobody was doing it how Memphis Rams was doing it, but he was doing something because Memphis Reigns knew who he was. You know he hadn't been in that route for years. So Johnny B was obviously somebody. And it's like, what he say? No, you got a high end job. Ram Khalid, you got 50 cars. A job should have went to me. <laughs> and you t- and you asking
1: why Master P was in this move? I'm like. 2000, Master P. This is what I'm saying. This is what I want to be clear with. If you take the character of Johnny B out, the movie movie is a little more quicker. It's a little more swifter. Those scenes were unnecessary. And what I felt like is around this time in 2000, it was the thing of... And it's always been the thing. Celebrities hang around each other, so I'm, I'm not, you know, stupid. I don't. I understand that. But it was a thing of rappers and actors, kind of like hanging out, being around each other, piling up. So it was like, did he really just say, "Hey, won't you come? I can get you get you this part in this movie"? Because I mean, this part doesn't. Like, I don't. It, it seemed like it was just added for no reason. Okay, here's the
0: thing. He didn't need it. No, this isn't like rule getting his foot in the door. It's like that. Master P was rich. Like Master oh, P was already Master. Keep in mind, nah. around the same time, he, he had his own clothing line. He had a Master P doll. He had chips. He was playing preseason basketball. And he had his own stable in WCW. <laughs> so I, Master P was not like, yeah, I'm gonna be a movie star. Now I was like, no, he probably wanted to be in a movie. I don't know who he was friends with. I don't know if he was friends with Jerry Bruckheimer, Nicolas Cage. You never know. Cause it's kind of like one of those things. You have no idea. Maybe Robert Duvall called him. Who knows? But it's like he's just there as like to add conflict. Cause if he's not in there, what's the? Then it's like it's a whole. It's a big gap in the movie if you take out Master P. It is. Cause basically they, cause basically they get the job and then they figure out how to do the job. So you spending like what forty five minutes
1: planning? I felt like they got rid of the uh, that character like in the first what hour, or maybe forty okay, five
0: he shows up twice and he only shows up twice take him out what's the conflict between they getting the job and pulling off the job beside the cops nothing so how are you spending that time fleshing out the black dude comic relief
1: <laughs> no we're not fleshing him
0: out all right yeah <laughs> like it's it's yeah it's kind of like he's It's hilarious that I'm saying this in 2019, but yes, Master P was actually needed in this movie.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. We can... Okay. I see where you're coming from. I'm not going to argue it. I just always find it interesting, his scenes that come up. I'm just like, "Ah, did we really need this? But your explanation is is a valid explanation. I
0: always say, when it comes to questions like that, how would the movie look if you took him out? And if it looks off or it doesn't flow... Then guess the movie needed them. If the movie flows without them, then it's a wasted character. It's plenty of wasted characters in there. You can take them out. It's like at least two of Kit Rains, dude. Mister, um, I get pizzas and Mister, I know how to hack computers. You can get rid of them and be fine and cut that team. Okay. Did you need, uh, you know, Timothy Oliphant? I guess you need somebody for Delroy Lindo to talk to, so you keep him. Um, But yeah. It's, it's a it's people you can cut out the movie. Um but let's get into the movie. You talked about it, you know, movie starts and you see how Kit Rainbow. He now he had a brick. He had a brick on a stick. <laughs> Breaks in, steals the Porsche Bad enough. Just all loud and noisy and messy. Then gets into a street race with a stolen car.
1: Oh and it wasn't he he went about going it going to get into the street race it wasn't like it just came to him he was like oh I'm gonna race this guy I just stole a car yeah Kip Rains is <laughs> the worst
0: yeah not only so he does that starts a scene gets you know police on his tail leads the police to the hideout so they have to split and then they break you know the black light lamp which comes in play later sorry we said within the five minutes that Kip Rains is reckless and messy and we realized that Adley, oh, one leg. I forgot he was limping, cause I was wondering this whole thing like, what's his deal? Cause then you know I didn't realize it until I watched it again tomorrow. Like, oh, you know, it's not a lot of jobs for like a crook with a with a Mm-hmm. He's there limping, cause it's kind of like you know, can't remember his name. I, you know, he remember from Armageddon. Ah. Oh. Yeah, you know, movies. yeah, you know, you know, I'm about to do something special right now. I can't talk about, you know, just tell my tell the boy, you know, to watch TV, all that, you know. Oh, they ain't no salesman. That's your daddy. Like, you know, he's always kind of like the voice of reason in movies. He was trying to be the voice of reason in The Punisher, and that didn't work out well for him either. So, <laughs> for him. So basically, like, he's the bridge between Khalitri and Reigns because you see Memphis Reigns chilling you know having like a was that go kart race just yeah. enjoying life and you don't realize you're like okay is he down on his luck like he doesn't seem unhappy he just seems like he's relaxed and Adley pops up you can tell it's like they don't seem like
1: they're really friends yeah it's. In, I took it as more like I, you know we, we, we're, not, we're never supposed to see each other again
0: like what are you doing here yeah, but it wasn't necessarily warm. It's like they knew each other, but it wasn't, like, warm like he was with his other crew. So it's there, like, yeah, you know, Kip's in trouble. What type of trouble, you know? Took the job, boxed up the job. This dude named Raymond Calitri. you know, the devil came down to Georgia. He runs Long Beach. And I just want you to know I work for him, too, and he scares even me. So, well, you know, Memphis is just like a... I'm just trying to chill, and they pull him back in. And you know how you know he's chilling, enjoying life? His frosted tip. Cause he got 50 grand
1: to give the Kalichi like it's no big deal in cash. Hey, and you know what? I noticed that the other day and I was like, wait a minute, Memphis just got money on stacks or something because he just gave it like, it was just nothing. Okay, let me just give him this money, get Kip out of the situation. Like yes. where did you got money just laying around like that?
0: Like he didn't have to sell a car or nothing like that, or he was struggling. He's like, Yeah, you know, that that has to be paid, here's the money. But anyway, they meet Khalitri and they always gotta have these weird villains like, you know, the country is a great country, besides the fact I hate everything about it, you know. I like building things, you know, woods alive, woods warm, cold's metal and ugly. Stiple chair from blah blah blah. Making I'm like, okay. And we got a villain. He's he makes furniture and everything like that. He pulled out the coffin like got this brand new one, (laughs) like brand. My first one is like okay, jokes are over because Memphis keeps asking where my brother. he's busy prattling about his chairs and tables. He's like, you know, your brother Kip came to me, no, said he said he could do the job, boss the job, fifty cars five zero, needed in three days. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> and then, he, and then you bring out Kip, and you see Kip, you know, knocked out, handcuffed to the car, and they' about to destroy the car. And he like,
2: "Come on, stop, stop!" stop. <laughs>
0: oh, whining like a baby. I'm like, "Gee, Ronald is perfect just playing a uh, dirt bag with no spine." <laughs> He's there, then of course Memphis get mad, pull a gun out. And normally this is when you have like the standoff and shootout. out. breaks you brace it down like you know, you got three options. You shoot me, my friend shoots you, Kip dies. Two, you take the job, you lie about it, you try to run. I hunt down you, your brother, and your mother for the aggravation. Three, you steal some cars. oh guys, you steal some cars, make some money, and be a hero to your little brother.
1: Just breaks it down. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you got your choices. We knew which one he was taking.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because it's like, yeah, choice two is like, yeah. you He's thinking, about, yeah, you can say you're going to do it, and then you're going to run. Like, come on now.
1: We, we he, he should have uh, you know worked on a money situation, though. Because, oof.
0: Yeah, but that's the whole thing. Like, $200,000, 2000000 20000 At that point, it's like, it's not even the money anymore. It's about doing it. It's about saving your brother. So he's actually doing him a a favor. He ain't got to offer them the 200 grand anymore. He had to offer them squat. He could have said, do this, and I can get your brother back.
2: Yeah.
1: And I mean, when you look at it, yeah.
0: Yeah, Okay. Although we wonder how much principle he has, because it's kind of like, you know, we see later what happens when he only had 49 instead of 50 cars. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) so basically, you know, rescue Kip. Kip gets all mad talking about you left me and blah, 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 and I needed a brother. Like, first he like, thank you for saving my life, and then he get all pissy. It's funny, like, Kip was real ungrateful. He like, you just trying to take my spotlight. Hey, he all made him right, main breakfast. All right, all right. <laughs> he made him
1: breakfast.
0: Okay, after he made him breakfast, he's like, don't be trying to take this, this is my job, you're trying to take it from me, you trying to get my shine. And they like, fool, we trying to save your life. Like Memphis Reigns don't need no, he don't need. Obviously, he don't need the money, and he left town to protect them anyway. So Kip being on sideways was like, Kip, shut up.
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna say I totally. I just feel like I understood where he was coming from as, you know, he wanted his shine, and he just you know felt like his brother left him, so he felt a certain type of way. Not saying he was right. But, you know, I got to understand where he was coming from.
0: Yeah, he, was, yeah, he came. That's where he's coming from because he's being ungrateful.
1: Oh, he made the man a, a hearty breakfast.
0: What was that? that? Chopped up bologna, Skittles, the can'ty sauce and like cigarette butts. He
1: asked him, what is it? I don't know. He takes a bite of you it. Know, that Idris Elba meme we've been seeing. That's... <laughs> Yeah, that was that he was it. His, he wouldn't lick his finger either. <laughs> yeah, but Kip, what Kip did start Kip only became ungrateful when he heard about the money. He's said, like, Oh is mm-hmm. money involved? Oh, wait a minute, I'm gonna get my crew.
0: But he knew money was involved to begin with when he
1: first took the job. When he had his crew. But he made it he just well, he made it seem like really different when he came with the crew he's like, you know, there's a lot of money on the line and and it really wasn't a lot of money on the live. I you
0: mean got... I mean to them you know even you spend it five ways $40,000 still I don't I don't have a lot of I have friends who make good money I don't have a lot of friends who are just turning those at forty grand.
1: yeah but I'm looking at it as uh, okay you got like 10 people now you got like a 10 a 10, 10 person crew
0: the other crew ain't worried that's the whole thing Kip crew worrying about the money Memphis crew ain't they just there to save Kip true And they all basically said that because they are enjoying their lives without Memphis. Some better than others.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) They get the team team back together. You get Cha McBride in there. Oh, but before that, you know, he's back in town. Delroy Lindo's either after he tried to buy the Rams and Mormio must die and that falling through. (laughs) Join the police force with young ass Timothy Oliphant.
1: And when you uh, when you I was like, wait a minute, that is fucking Agent Hitman, and I don't even know why I didn't even realize it, because I know that you know I know who he is. I'm just like, damn, it's been a while since I seen that movie, and that is him.
0: Yes, back in you know this is, and this movie is the reason why he turned down Fast and the Furious. Ooh, okay.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah. Okay, I guess I guess like you know the action.
0: So it, it was too close. Like the story was too close to that movie. And he didn't want to double dip. I, I get it, but
1: yeah, I mean, I get it. I know how I, you know sometimes actors. are like that. So okay, I ain't gonna say that's the right choice because I, I mean like, it was right for the franchise. I mean so. for him, it probably was right, and you right for the franchise, it was right because it could have been a whole different movie.
0: Yeah. So anyway, he basically come down. Oh, you know, I heard this job i ain't sure it was you, but at the Memphis rain Panash, I'm like, I, I, I think Memphis is a little smooth to be, you know, using a brick, but whatever. <laughs> and he's like, you know. So kind of like, you know, I heard you in town, you know, I know you left. And that was the best thing happened. The one blemish on my career was that I didn't get you before you left. Just know I got eyes on you. You do one thing, you know, speed and ticket, jaywalking. I'm throwing a book at you. Just give you the warning, like I got my eyes on you. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like okay, because it's like you know you need the law there to establish what's going on. So now we got the law. Now we got Calitri. Now we can put the team together. Memphis, you know, <laughs> hits up Otto Robert Duvall.
1: <laughs> Robert Duvall is chilling. He's an old man chilling, enjoying his life. Yeah. How did they get him to do this movie? I, Brooke and when you see Jerry Brooke Iron name, it's gonna be like, "Ah, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do it."
0: But the here's the funny thing: Robert Duvall was old in The Godfather, <laughs> and that was the, <laughs> that was seventies, and he was already like a grown ass man then. By the time he like had fallen down, he was already like, a, "I'm an old man." And that movie came out in the eighties. We talking about two thousand. Yeah, I'm and nice. I just think about that because I just saw Robert Duvall in Widows, and I'm like. How old is, like this man just still acting? Like most of his old heads just like, I'm retired or I'm chilling. And he's still just doing jobs and like that. So he's dead grab some gravitas. You know, like I got a good life. Got my wife and everything. In Memphis, I right, already certain wiki, I'm gonna pull all of them. It's like, you know, tell them that y'all like, you no, know, 50 cars, four days. <laughs>
2: can't
0: be done, can't be done, can't be done. It's gotta be done. They're gonna kill Kip. All right. That's all it took. Family. He didn't say nothing about the money. He just said, you know, I gotta do it, they kill Kip. And he's like, okay, we understand. So obviously Memphis has this pool that they care enough about him to up in their lives to help him out and help out his brother.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's
0: the type of that's the type of man Memphis Reigns must have
1: been. Yeah. I think he was you know, he was, he was uh your boy, uh Dominic Toretto, but not problematic
0: hmm. Then we get Chi McBride that's giving driving lessons <laughs> to I don't know this. See, I heard a stereotype that Asians don't drive. So I don't know if this will be a joke toward that or what it was. But it's like, yeah, he's just there. And it's funny seeing him and stuff because it's like I don't really I don't know if he was a big deal yet. I remember him from Undercover Brother. Mm hmm. Um, I remember from that UPN show. He's the principal. No, the UPN show when he was like a a slave? Oh no. butler? (laughs) Oh no. That Pfeiffer or something like that, that last like a few episodes, it was such a stink it got canceled.
1: Oh man, I don't know. remember that. I just remember the uh, I remember the TV show where he was like a principal of a school.
0: No, not that one. That's yeah, that was the show with him and Jerry Ryan and Jerry O'Connell and stuff like that, yeah. And Michael Rapaport. I remember that show, not that show. But this is during the UPN era, like Homeboys from Outer Space, so. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Boy, one day, somebody gonna want a time capsule, like, wait a second, Eve had a show for three seasons? (laughs) The (laughs) the other Wayne's brothers had a show? Like, yeah, this is back when, if you was black with a modicum of talent, you had a TV show, because every black person had a TV show back then. It's like, we had no idea how great we had it, because boy, by the time, like, 2000, when UPN and WB combined, black people stopped working until Tyler Perry got hot.
2: Mm.
1: And, you know, a lot of people, you know, I always watch people that say, like, I, I'm still always, fuck that frog. But when that frog was around on WB, it was a lot of black shows gonna popping off on there. That's one mm-hmm. thing I can't say.
0: Welcome back, color. <laughs> it's <Yo>. the <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, so he's he's obviously happy to be back in the game because he's just giving driving lessons, just chilling. Mm-hmm. So he's so they got those two, and then Angelina Jolie,
1: Sway. Oh my goodness! So this is let's let's play. This is right after Girl Interrupted. Mm-hmm. And, well, before Tomb Raider. Yeah, before Tomb Raider. And I so, stress, I stress if anybody just just watch her performance in this movie. She is having a time of her life.
0: And I'm just like, they obviously didn't know what they had with her. Cause she barely in the movie. Barely. Like she's there, like she's you got Angela, like I say, Okada and TNA. You just he just there to be a sidekick. Like you got Angelina Jolie. She just off she just won an Oscar. She was already known before she won the Oscar. She she was John Voigt's daughter. She had been been in stuff like in the Bone Collector, mm-hmm. Gia uh, HBO. So she had, you know, been in movies. She was just blowing up hair, so she was hot as can be, and you got her in the you know the blonde dress, looking all musty and just ratty and everything like that. And I gotta say, they got no chemistry whatsoever.
1: None, none. Like, and
2: you even got these, phew,
0: you that, got these two sexual creatures. like you know how hard it is to
1: not have chemistry with Angelina Jolie. Exactly, exactly because it's almost. What did they say about her and Johnny Depp on one of those movies? Like she was like, oh, she was like being yeah. trying to really like, he was just like, uh, no, you know, he was, tourist, he was
0: ducking. The- the, yeah. Like the Taurus or something where he's playing like some French dude. Yeah. It's like when she tried to put it on you, she try to put it on you. And this is kind of like, you know, rocking the Jessica Jones CrossFit outfit. <laughs> just there is like, you know, you, you obviously know they got history. As soon as she see him, she
1: just like, I don't want to talk to you. Oh, she is really on. Fuck everything you' talking about right now. <laughs> you left me. You were. I guess. I guess they were supposed <laughs> to and be a dirty, thing.
0: Yeah, hand you a dirty wrench, league, or another job. It's like you know, I need your help. It's some. Oh, you got two jobs? Yeah, you know, y'all you work twice as hard when it's legit.
2: Hey, she
0: ain't lying. Ain't, ain't no lie. And he still breaking on the plan, and she like, nah, I'm alright. I-, I, I left this behind. Peace out. And it'd be funny if he never came back in the movie. That was just a cameo. Oh, boy. Yeah, so they get in the team together and they break it down. How they gonna do it. But before that, they run in the, you know, he gotta make another call to my man, Vinnie Jones.
1: <laughs> Sphinx. Interesting uh, character. Very interesting for him not to say anything
0: until the very end he's just there and it's like you know when it was like i'm rude <laughs> like how did he get the job in the first how did he get the job in the first place he didn't talk during the interview uh,
1: i guess not <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just interesting
0: Yeah, Sphinx is that you hit a button if that's you what if it wasn't him
1: hey somebody anybody, <laughs>
0: mess, anybody messing with this so he breaks down the plan so that happens and then after he gets fed that nasty ass food They out and about and then he run a Johnny B himself
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That you've been hating on
1: Hey, listen the I ha- the tank. Listen, I could listen you explained it to me. You told me what you thought and it yeah, it changed me somewhat But I still feel you know the way I feel but go ahead
0: You should be happy that we got a movie with four with four black people with speaking roles because be only we normally get one and yeah. two, if we lucky, you we got Chime McBride and Delroy Lindo. Like, and, Norman's one and the other.
1: And we had some uh, No Limits on Maybe. the Goons in the background. So, yeah, you're right.
0: Uh uh-huh. Yeah, you know, everybody don't got to wrestle the West Texas Rednecks. So, he had some despair. <laughs> so, you break down the plan, somehow, you know, you taking this job. This should have be been my job. Like, what's up? and trying to be put the boots to him <laughs> like Memphis brain Memphis Rain's got hands to steal cars but he ain't got hands to throw nope so he's getting beat up all this is going down sphinx shows up I- blows, blows up the car
1: oh so you out of everything to impersonate you're not going to impersonate that line the masterpiece said. which one hey <laughs> get away oh. from my car <laughs>
0: because i couldn't pull it justice because <laughs> he he just raised octaves like he starts to sound like soap to shock <laughs> like you know heard he came to town took a high-end job from Ray kalichi job she went to me like we used to hear master p and it's like hey go <laughs> away from my car man <laughs> like all oh, loud and wild boom car blows up he walks in slow motion he puts the he beats up all the goons with no problem no issue whatsoever. So he's the so basically he's the muscle and he's the heavy. I guess that's needed to steal cars. So mm-hmm. they got the team together, and then this way the beef come in because it's basically got the old generation and the young generation. Mm. And what's what generation you rocking with?
1: Oh, the old generation. Them young. Yeah, because i mean You don't die. like Scott. You don't like Scott Con and
0: his Seamus sideburns. And haircut? No, I don't. Walk around with a walk around with a pipe and a wrench, ready to beat somebody <laughs> up. He, you know, he got his man at the DMV with the keys to the Mercedes that he don't realize already got turned by Delroy Lindo. Cause it's like, can't trust criminals. That's why they're criminals.
1: Uh, you you know, don't no, trust them. The only the only movie I really find him interesting or you know, liked I think was Varsity Blues. After that, I'm just like, yeah, this guy. he's did like too-
0: him in um, Ocean's Eleven.
1: Do I remember him being in Ocean's Eleven?
0: Yeah, him and
1: um, Casey Affleck were the the, the two Oh, the boys. two brothers. I guess he was alright in that, but I just always I always felt like he was always like, I'm just too cool and I don't know. Maybe that's just the roles he's in. Every The roles I see him in. Yeah, I mean, it's kind
0: of like it's that era and it's like he's they have him designed to look uh, like the movie makes it Abundantly clear who you should be rooting for. Can they make the old guys old, respect and cool? They got the young guy looking like punks, like the one guy, like you know, I can hack in the DMV, I can change all this stuff and yada yada yada. Oh, and then you got the comic
1: re- relief. Put some respect on Bullethead from Steve Harvey show. That's who that was. I knew he looked <laughs> familiar. Oh, Bullethead.
0: Yeah, and then
1: the black comic relief. Oh. This was, this be, was Brandon still doing T. Jackson this? around then? No. Okay, because I felt like this was this a was prime role for him. I'm like, where is Brandon
0: he? Brandon T. Jackson was probably like five. Ah, okay. Well, not five, because like, Tropic Thunder came out 2008, and he was probably young in that, too. Because um, he was then Fast and Furious 4. Maybe he was like a he was probably 20. So he probably had been like teens, Mid to late teens. So yeah, this dude. This is back when we was doing this. We still was doing this. Oh, b- black people acting black is funny. Ha ha ha. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I go there. I can whoop your ass and that that that. Oh, job. Ja.
1: <laughs>
0: you remember what I sent you
1: yesterday. Uh, oh, I was so mad because uh, you know when you sent that little thing, I was sitting right beside my wife and I just couldn't stop laughing because I'm like why why (laughs) right (laughs) and then i listened i didn't get it i didn't listen to another one i'm like "Uh," because you're not lying you're really not lying but anyway and
0: that's that's what this dude basically like for people who didn't know basically when this guy came on the screen this is all her "Ah, ah, ah, let me go job like just job talking and cracking jokes that white people think is funny and it's like no it's just a. I. Oh
2: boy.
0: I don't know who to blame for this because everybody was doing it and it started as long as I remember and it finally faded out in like the mid to late 2000s because now it's like it went from that type of black comedy to Hannibal Burris like I'm dry humor like I'm laid back obnoxious like laid back humor like it, it shifted from this to that
1: what didn't you know, it start it, off? At, no, it started off as, oh, you know, this is what we used to do, you know, um, jive around and stuff like that. And I know like the old 70s show.
0: I remember, yeah, like, I remember they was doing that in Superman, he was doing that. The first Superman movie. So as long as I remember watching movies, this was always a thing. Like the joke was, oh, it's a black person being black or how white people think black people act. And it's just over-exaggerated. You know, the basic man over-exaggerated. Yeah. Yo, I'm the slang. Da-da-da-da-da. I'm crack these jokes. And it's always two to three years behind because white people are always two to three years behind. Now, they, now they're only six months behind. Before it used to be years. We ain't have Twitter yet. so, And it's just... It's not for me because we both black and we both know this is kind of like... you he just here to get laughed at.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It's a it's a thing of like you said it was a, it was just a thing it was just a thing I, I remember seeing it in a lot of movies and I think you write around what mid two thousand it kind of faded away but that's just because also too you didn't have those same type of actors around anymore
0: yeah like they would be, you know they Michael Bay still did it but it was like a lot of directors kind of moved away from it we had a different era you know what it was we start getting directors who actually had black friends. We're doing community, you know. Like, you compare the 40-year-old virgin and how they handle black people. It feels more authentic, because, like, okay, they look like they actually would hang out with each other off set. So it seems more authentic. Compared to this, like, half of them, like, when they say cut, they go into their trailer. Like, it is... The chemistry, or lack of chemistry that's going on in a lot of these characters is very evident, because... This movie basically reaffirms how special Fast and Furious is, cause these people like, they don't. I know they supposed I, to be friends. It's like some of them get, some of them have some stuff in common, but it's like
1: it is no middle ground at all. Yeah, I don't feel that if you look on Kip's side, none of those guys hung out. Like they didn't go, hey, let's go somewhere after you know we shoot. Maybe on Memphis side, one or two, maybe three, maybe hung Memphis out.
0: Memphis side, I can see. I could see. Chad McBride and Nicolas Cage hanging out talking about jazz or something like that. Yeah. Or them listening to them, Robert Duvall talk about acting. Angelina Jolie ain't hanging with them, with no, them no, goofballs. No, no, no. <laughs> like, we no. can go ahead and mix that. You know, Delroy Lindo, maybe. But Timothy Oliphant going to do with them. Like, he, he's kind of like, he's closer to like Scott Kahn's crew age and Giovanni Rabisi than like Nicolas Cage thing. But he ain't hanging out with them clowns either. Like, it's just, it's just a lot of... That's why I said the movie is a lot of stuff going on because there's a whole lot of characters that got a whole lot of talking points that's just wasting time and you don't really care about them.
1: Yeah. But I think I think the characters have their flaws, but the movie still is... I, I, I'm not going to say it's solid, but it's one of those movies I feel like you could just get through. Like, you're like, oh, if it's on, I can just sit there and watch it and it'll be okay. Or you have it in the background and I'm not going to get like... I don't know I like you know what I'm saying I like the movie to a certain degree but I just don't like a lot of the characters
0: yeah it's not like it's it's the thing it doesn't detract, it doesn't detract from watching the movie it's just noticeable when you when we're doing what we're doing here talking about yeah. it why it's like certain things don't work but like you know part of that's the point because it's like it's basically a battle of the ages it's like a generational thing because it's like you know we're gonna do this plan and the young dudes like, oh we're gonna do shadow games and all this and following it like yeah I heard you and they're like okay I heard you said shadow games and all that and the problem with that is like by the first time you do that by day two the heat's on and people know still them all the first day by the time they report the first one everyone's gone and they want a time crunch where Kip's plan would have made sense if they had more time but mm-hmm. they didn't have the time and it was a lot of cars and also why would they listen to Kip Rains, Mr. Uh- Mr. Uh-
1: <laughs> Mister Brick on a stick <laughs> brick on his sticks and, cook, and cooking Skittles? Nah.
0: Yeah, That's like, nice. he obviously don't have a plan, which is why they're in the first place. Like, Memphis know what he's doing had his this breakdown. Then, you know, Angelina Jolie shows up like, I'm just, I'm just here for Kip.
1: Let me ask you a question. Why did Kip's crew follow him? They could have did that shit on their own.
0: Because it's Memphis Rain's brother.
1: But eventually, what I'm saying is, they had to see yo, this man full of shit. He's just going to live by his brother's name. But how would they know? Because they don't know enough to know any better. I guess he just had so many supposedly smart people around him. Like the computer bullethead, the computer hacker. I'm like, okay, if you're a computer hacker, you can pretty much get this crew together. You just don't have a name. I get what you're saying. He was Memphis Reigns' brother. But if they did some jobs, one or two jobs, eventually those dudes had to be looking around and be like, he don't know what the fuck he's doing.
0: Jeff, Wade Barry had a squad for a long time.
2: Mm. There
0: you go. <laughs> and they probably thought it was the baddest thing walking. And it was like, yeah, <laughs> if you don't know any better, you don't act any better. So it's easy. You're looking at it from the sense of, like, I see it. how come they don't see it. Like, you can see it because you're looking from the outside. They're looking from the inside, and all they see is like we're following Memphis Rain Brother. And also, Adley was saying like they got quite the reputation. They've been pulling off some jobs, so they've had some level of success. Cause otherwise, Elitri ain't hiring him. Ain't hiring him if it's like this dude just like I know you Memphis Rain Brother, but if you don't got no rep, he ain't that
1: that type of job? Fifty cars, you ain't just hiring no Joe Blow. Oh, I wish I could have known the jobs they pulled off. For him to give him that job. Jesus, okay. Yeah. They they pulled off enough jobs to
0: get the opportunity at this one.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm going to say he lied on his application, but okay. Nah, because Atley wasn't. Atley wouldn't
0: let him get nowhere near calitri Because that had been on him.
1: Yeah, okay, but... It, he shouldn't even let him get well, okay, whatever.
0: What's the thing about what's the thing about crime? The hardest thing is trusting strangers because they're strangers in this crime. You know, you gotta have a reputation to do certain job. You ain't just hiring cause anybody can say, yeah, I did this, this, and this. What happened with Connor? What was what happened to Cameron Poe, biggest problems? Billy Bell, like, oh, you said you was in D-plot. She loose never heard of you. <laughs> like, where was you at punk? Like, yeah, like you talking all this stuff. Based on what you're telling us, you should have been in certain positions. How come we don't know you? And how come you act like this? Okay. Like, I, you talking about, like, we talking about criminal stuff with millions and billions of dollars worth of money going on the table. You ain't just hiring nobodies. You ain't just hiring somebody like, you know, you
1: hire somebody like watch the door, not steal 50 cars. I guess the way I should look at it is that his crew was his uh, uh, his plus, so they helped him out more to make him look good. Like they had, like, he's, like he said, he had all the brains, he had the computer guy, he had this guy who could work on the inside. So with the team, it just made him look better as a, I guess, somewhat leader, I guess, or whatever. But I just find some of his <laughs> choices look. a little bit off. Marcus
0: Vick got scholarship offers and got NFL jobs. Yeah. And it wasn't just because he was and it wasn't just because he was Michael Vick's brother, being Michael Vick's brother's help, but he did enough for people to give him that chance. If he didn't it wasn't like, you know, he was sitting on his couch playing Dreamcast and then he just walked to like training camp and signed a contract. So look at it that way.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: I can't believe we're doing all this breaking down,
1: <laughs> break down the <laughs> qualifications <laughs> of Kip Wayne's hey, and why I, I got <laughs> look i know what you i know what you said but i just felt like the movie like like we said the movie's kind of long and some some scenes are really super long it would have been nice to see a successful job now it ain't gonna be the whole thing maybe two I or mean, three four they, minutes of a, like successful job and not just see the fuck up job they did steal the car yeah they so stole that's it something. It's like,
0: what happened afterwards was like, yeah, so... But anyway, it's like, you know, they're working out the details of the plan. Hasselbeck's trying to figure out what's going on. Tracking the dude at the DMV with the Mercedes. Oh, the laser... I remember there's a big thing. Laser cut key can't be duplicated, can't be hacked into. Like, German cars brag about how hard they are to steal. And I laugh because I have a German car. And they didn't even bother telling me that. They just assumed that I, I'd do that. So it's kind of like no one asked because they like you know the German car is going to be hard these Mercedes going to be hard to get they got the new keys and they're like oh I got that don't worry about it and they just like you got it he's like yeah don't worry about it and they just kept it moving um yeah I don't know if I would have just kept it
1: moving I would have asked for some more details yeah they were kind of like okay and I'm just like man I don't know you from nowhere and I don't know if I can trust you Well now nah, you got to explain this to me what's, what's going on yeah,
0: but I think it was a time crunch as they made it out cuz they had to get these cars at certain times. So they basically scouting where all the cars are. And, like, this cage goes like undercovers like some some rich Beverly Hills dude like I'm third richest person in my neighborhood and I can't go to any of the posh parties cuz no one knows me and that's such a bore.
1: I hate this scene. I hate the scene.
0: Yes. It's that Michael Bay humor
1: that Michael Bay human and I, you know Nicolas Cage was like oh I can't he chomped, was chomped his favorite part of the movie chomping at the mouth let me get this
0: and I don't know if it was making fun of effeminate people or snobs but it was like leaning towards certain stereotypes that now people would be like eh. and I think about that because that's the biggest divide with like stuff now stuff then people back then like y'all too sensitive now. Y'all cry about everything. And we like, no. Y'all was just trash back then. And now people can complain. Before, they couldn't say anything because y'all didn't listen. Because a lot of stuff don't age well at all. This scene does not age well because it's just like... It might have been funny when it came out. I don't know. Maybe if I was a different age. Because I didn't... I saw... I didn't see the movie theater, but I saw it a little
1: after it came out. It's just... I don't think it's it ever. If you're, if you're a teenager, you might laugh. You think so? I think if you're a black teenager, you're not laughing. I don't. No, I, don't play, yeah. I don't see the humor. Maybe.
0: Maybe depends on your depends on what na- what, what neighborhood you grew up in. Oh, yeah. You grew up in the neighborhood where they, you went to an actually nice school. You might think, oh, this is cute, ha ha ha. The type, you know, probably the type of school where y'all bully gay people. If you anybody else, it's like this is just because it's so heavy handed. There's no that's the thing about these type of movies is like when they do the humor, there's not a lot of nuance in there cuz it's like I'm trying to get an international audience and nuanced humor doesn't translate. Broad humor does.
1: Yeah. And the scene that scene it lasted too long too. It was almost as uncomfortable as that Fast and Furious scene with the dude getting undressed with the, you know. Yeah. I mean, so take, it's, out. yeah.
0: take out your draws. <laughs> so but that was based like you know to get some of those high end cars because there was a lot of expensive cars on that list and a lot of those cars would have been hard I know it's Long Beach it's California but it's not Beverly Hills California it's Long Beach California so yeah I was thinking about I. Bet it was important to like figure out you know where to get the cars but let's I'm looking at some of these cars mm-hmm. you got two Aston Martins two Two, three Bentleys, you know, couple, a whole bunch of Cadillacs, a Ford pickup truck, Cadillacs, Dodge Vipers, five, one, two, four, yeah. one, two, three, six Porsches, six, four Mercedes-Benz, and, you know. And a Hummer. And a, oh yeah, it was a thing, everybody had a Hummer. Rose Royce Park War stretch limousine.
1: Oh God, I just thought about something. And who? And guess who had to steal the Hummer? Of course, the oh, black. God.
0: The black dude cracking jokes to the to the white guy that doesn't talk. That's oh, looking at him like, you know, if I could talk, I'll be calling you some stuff that we can't say out loud. Because Vinnie Jones seemed like the type that would just, you know, I'm on my Lee Neeson tip and hit you with a cudgel. Yeah. A, what do you it? a car? You call it a pipe. Oh, <laughs> so, and then the main one is the Shelby Mustang GT50, Eleanor, you know, which sales of this car went on, went you know went through the roof when this movie came out. They had two left from the movies. Nicholas Cage had kept one. Jerry Breckhammer kept one. Nicholas Cage sold his or it, it was sold, I don't know if he sold it or he had to sell it. <laughs> the end up going for a million dollars. It's a very beautiful car.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, that's what I thought like when I first saw it. And it's still, like, it's
0: noticeable in a trailer. One of the first major studio trailers to have a woman as the voiceover done the trailer.
1: I did not know that.
0: I didn't know that either. And it's funny, like, you rarely hear women do trailers because you don't hear, you don't hear voices in trailers anymore anyway. Yeah. But back when thing, it was mostly men. Mm-hmm. You really didn't hear women. So, Eleanor was like, you know, yeah, check your history. Cartier always kept trying to steal. Things didn't go right. He almost died a couple times. Like, Castleback's breaking it down. It's like, yeah, you know, that's gonna probably, be, like, later on, it's like, you know, that won't be the last one. And he's like, how you know? It's like, if I know my boy, I know he's going to say that one for last because that's going to be the hardest one to get. So at this point, time's going on. They got the plan. And then before they can enact the plan, who runs in there again? Johnny B. <laughs> Round two, Johnny B. Yeah, you ain't just going to blow up a black man car thinking he's going to try to get payback. Come on now. Oh. And they don't come messing around either. They don't they come with no banks and sticks. They they come with those guns past Detroit they didn't think they had. They they
1: are on their um bout it about it. Yeah, they, they ready. Mm-hmm. He brought the whole the only thing he was missing was the no
0: limit tank because he that's brought it. all the damn soldiers. They and that's funny where eventually where they leave that you see all those cops. Nobody heard those gunshots. They probably did, but you know. Machine guns. Not regular pistols. This ain't Predator. This ain't the Predator era, but maybe it was because Predator 2 came it was probably like 1999, California 2, and they were just having shootouts like it was Beirut. <laughs> so maybe that's the same universe. I'm like, people shooting machine guns in Long Beach, and you want not hear that? I guess Snoop Dogg and N.W.A. wasn't lying when they said the cops don't care about that.
1: Yeah, they probably clock him out, ready to go home. Eating donuts. Yeah, so-
0: Mhm so Memphis runs in there with his brother with the cops and he makes it fun like yeah you know I guess y'all be waiting here all night so I come out
1: I right.
2: <laughs>
1: And I did not like that cuz I was like what was that supposed to be? You know, I would you know was I, was I know exactly what it was supposed to be but yeah. I've never heard anybody sound like that in the movie. yet Yeah,
0: and the funny thing was normally I would have cringe I actually laughed cuz it is so obnoxious. But he does a better job of pulling that off than like most people would have. So I give him credit for that. Yeah, You know, they try to figure out the plan. So he's basically distracting the truck driver. So i oh, you know, how do I drive one of those? Yeah, truck license. Oh, a commercial license?
1: This dude freaks out. I'm a rig, but I usually got a library card. That dude is ready to get away from Nicolas Cage. He's like, man, get the fuck away from me.
0: Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Meanwhile, Kip basically had ties to um, Johnny B's car to the truck, so the truck driver pulls off, car just pulls apart in like three different directions. Basically, almost explodes on sight. Of course the cops are right there, of course they riding dirty. (laughs) Like, you know, Johnny B out the movie. So he served his purpose. He was just there to add some type of, you know, conflict and then move the story along, because Raymond Kalitri, he do busy doing his own stuff.
1: He's building, uh, building things. Mm-hmm. Shaders and wood and all that stuff.
0: Coffin, wood's warm. Wood takes a long time to mold and build. That's
1: why I like the handle of wood. The idea Destro.
0: My man Destro. So anyway, they finally start the job. They're stealing all these cars. You know, basically, that's, basically, basically the rest of the movie is them stealing cars, Castleback trying to figure out So he finally realized what that broken black glass was, went to a black light, turns on the light. Oh, but before that, he knows something's going on because he shows up at the crib and he just happened investigating why they came back with this car that wasn't on the list.
1: Uh, Guess who
0: crew member did that?
1: Kip Rain's crew.
0: Why you steal this car? I don't know, it wasn't on the list. How'd you steal it? The keys were already in there. They like. So this car in this neighborhood, keys was in the dash, or in the engine, and you just stole it. You didn't think about why maybe the keys were in there. Yeah. And then of course it's a bunch of bricks of cocaine. And I'm like, and now I'm wondering, like, how many, yeah, maybe it's a rebound show some successful jobs, because those jobs must have all been fraught with danger. This is this how they thinking, like, you want know, a time crunch. What
1: are you doing? Yeah. <clears throat> this scene just really shows, this scene just really showed me how it is to be, like, just looking at my job and how I've been there and watching, you know, new people come in and work. And just some of their decision-making and stuff they do. I'm just like, the fuck are you doing? What are
2: you they don't doing?
0: Blend. Yeah, and because Castleback shows up as it's like, you know, you restoring a 1938 such-and-such, a 1956 this. And then this shitty El Dorado seemed like wasting your time I don't like, he knows something up. Mm-hmm. Cause he look around, he see the old gang back together see all this stuff in there. And he like, yeah, what's going on? He, and he knows. He just looking around, he pretended to investigate the car while looking around to see what's going on. Like he knows something up. They know that he knows they got to play it off. Meanwhile, it's a brick of cocaine underneath the car. So they gotta figure out how to, you know, get rid of that without him
1: noticing. And Scott Conn wanna bash his brains in. Wait a minute. Let's think about it now. The old crew know that he know. The new crew, they don't know shit. They just, now, they don't the new know crew nothing. Was like, I just see a cop. You want me to take him out?
0: <laughs> he's, about to they him about to, dude, he's about to club Nick Nicholas Clayton. Now is like, nah, like chill out. Cause he about to, he about to hit him with a pipe. So he revving up the car and like, oh, look at that. Room, room, blowing all the way to cocaine. Then he leaves. He's like, you know, clean it, put this shit back. Like, he, Nicholas Cage is pissed. He's like, nobody, y'all ain't making no more decisions.
2: I only brought
0: 15 because we needed the man. Yeah, y'all, just no more audibles, Jerry. Like, you run the play out, you run the play the way I run you when you run the play. You, you do too many pick sixes for me to
1: trust your judgment right down. I
0: ain't got the time for
1: it. And like, little kids in the corner, okay.
0: <laughs> so, that happens. And then, you know, they start selling the cars. A lot of, you know, laser cut keys get eaten. Mm. About to kill the dog to get the keys. Like, he ain't got. I mean, we're on a time crunch. Hey. But before the- they start, yeah, like they're on a the time crunch. And, you know, it's like, desperate time, That's remember, like, you can't kill no dog.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. no, no,
0: no. Yeah, this is before John Wick. But before they start, the part I brought up, they got to get their theme
1: music in. Oh, uh, so good. Because you just saw. Ah, right, let's talk about that. That scene right there was really good because it showed the dynamic of Kip's crew and, uh, and Myths' crew. Because you could see they were like almost a unit. All of them were getting into the music. They were getting ready to do action and Kip just looking like, what the fuck is going on? What's happening? Yeah. Yeah,
0: and Robert is like, no, just let go with it, young man, because they all look around like,
1: what the fuck is
0: this? <laughs> and Chai McBride put his hat on, Angelina Jolie, just like she just sparked a damn joint. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which she probably did.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She just, yeah, because we'll get to her. But it's like she's just there getting the mood, and Nicholas, it's the only time Nicolas Cage does a Nicolas Cage thing. He's just there, and he's like sniffing the music, and he does the thing with his hand like let's ride. Doesn't smile. Doesn't say no for that. He just says and then they just break out. Yeah, it's Time to go. And I'm like, was well, this supposed to be cool and
1: not like? I think it just felt so weird. I think it was. It it was. It was cool. It was supposed to be cool for the viewer. I think us. Like okay, they you know they listen to the music. They you know getting into it. They ready to get their mode on. But. To the younger people watching it, which I'm taking the younger viewers like, fuck is this bullshit?
0: Yeah, like, because it's kind of like, basically, it's a cool song mm-hmm. that you probably never heard of if, you, if you're not a certain age. And if you go around, if you like close to Robert Duvall's generation, yeah. I'm like... I just can't picture Angelina Jolie just rocking to this when she was a teenager. And then it's like, this remind me of my boy Memphis. And then basically breaks down the whole thing. Cause it's like basically why so much beef is that they were together. He left town to protect Kip. Cause his mom said, you know, Kip's going on your road. So I need you to leave. And it's like, he asked her to go with her. And she didn't, but she still felt a certain way. So it's kind of like, she still loves him. But was a lot of like bitter history and stuff like that. And she felt abandoned.
1: Like a lot of them kind of felt abandoned. Yeah. I got texted. He was like, they like, they got to felt abandoned. And I think their lives turned out differently when he left. Which is, you know, it is what it is. Shit happens.
0: Yeah. So they own the job. Still 50 cars one night.
1: Is no that didn't happen yet the, the, the uh, Angelina Jolie and Nicolas Cage in the car scene haven't happened yet right no not yet this okay. is
0: when they first start and you see how okay you was wondering you have heard about them but you haven't seen how they steal cars so actually seeing them like you know they taking off steering wheels they using hangers and pliers and batteries and I'm like wow was it that easy to steal cars or were they just that good they were that good. Yeah, cause like you know, I, you remember the whole um driver, the driver wheel lock they used to have, the steering wheel lock. Yeah, that used to be a thing. I don't, you don't see them anymore. I can't remember the last and, time I saw one.
1: And I think what's amazing about this is they showed you, I guess, the inner workings of you know people who actually really like steal steel. Because back mm-hmm. in the day in movies, all you saw was a little lock thing, sticking to a little slide thing to get the lock get in the mm-hmm. car, or either just breaking a window open. So you never got to see it so detailed like this before.
0: Yeah. And you just, you know, normally you just cut the wires and that's it. And then this one's like, no, they bringing out um, electrical boxes to like bypass the alarms. They changing like the keyhole, putting in a new one. They doing Mission Impossible. And they doing it quick too. Mm-hmm. And, all, and all of them doing it. You know, like the old crew is like, you know, this is how we do it. It's like, you know, what Chai McBride say, you know, rock from rich and get to the needy. Like, you know, poor is like, nah, I mean, the needy because we need this car.
1: Yeah. And it was good, too, because if they didn't, like, with Kip's crew, it makes it easier to say, okay, yeah, you probably can steal fifty the cars a night. With, with with every all this skill y'all got, yeah, yeah, I should be able to do this. And they,
0: and they split, like, a lot of, you know, having... Some of the young crew with the old crew is like, this is how the old crew get down. Like, okay, so this is how y'all do things. Y'all got, y'all, this not, not old people just talking. Y'all got skills.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: then this is happening. Castleback, you know, finally sees the list because he fell out with the black lights for. See the whole list of cars. So, you know what's up. So, they start keeping an eye out. Almost, almost catch child McBride. Because <laughs> he started asking questions about the bins Is like, you know, where you get the keys from. And he finally, oh yeah, I got to keep my DMV, dude. And then they noticed like this van that was following them that was here a couple days ago, and now it's closer this today. And Memphis put two and two together when he asked the question he should have asked like a day ago, but he was too busy doing other stuff, flirting with with, with
1: Sway. What's your man what? say to the guy? He said, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" <laughs> he wanted Memphis.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, you know, the the girl is dirty walk away. Oh oh, says so she going to labor? This ain't even my car. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my plan on you know how you almost fall, you pretend you're doing a crossover. Oh, uh-huh. black playing off trick. So then they finally figured out what's up, yeah. So they on to him. How are we gonna get the bins, we'll probably feel you know, we're we'll gonna get the bins and no booths. No point getting the rest of them. And they is like, you know, maybe it's time to get kip out, you know, kipping these boys out of the city. And what the young boy, nah man, we alright. Just stop treating us like we kids. Being
1: young, young lives. Been. Fucking punks. <laughs> it's it's amazing how the you know, when you're younger how the way you think. Because they just like, ah no, nah, you know, like every shit is sweet. No, if you don't get this done, you and your whole crew are gonna die.
0: Yeah, when you're young, you think everyone is against you. You think the whole you think you can conquer the world, and you think the entire world is, are your haters.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not your crew, and they got this mindset. And these old dudes are like, Raymond Kalichi gonna put you in a coffin.
1: You see, him. well, y'all didn't see, but he making coffins. Come on, man.
0: Yeah. And it's like, the cops can't do anything because they figure out Kalichi is like, we're trying to get him for a double murder. You worry about cars hell <laughs> out my face like get off basically get off the case like you doing small town stuff we trying to get the big things because basically like, he did like what seven years of manslaughter yeah they said so this man obviously had no problem about know, putting putting them paws on somebody he's obviously a dangerous man
1: i always find it interesting the way they show the dynamics of uh you know how the police work you know you got your homicide and then you got your you know auto and how it's like, no, no, we getting them for this. And it's just, it, I always find it interesting when they do that in movies. Guess what? That happened to me in real life
0: oh, when right? I got, yeah, no, s- something similar where I was had my old car and I was, got hit, somebody ran a red light, hit and run and basically T-boned me and they got the dude and they didn't charge with hit and run. Cause like, oh, we got him on something else. So we ain't charging charge with hit and run. And I'm like, yo, ain't, what? Wow, what if I die? Would you charge them then? Like, what's going on? They actually said that they knew it was a hit and run. His fender was still on the side of my car. They caught him somewhere else. I don't know how they caught him because, like, they I wrote down the stuff that was happening when it like, happened. They ran a light because I was I saw it green, looked just to make sure, I start driving. Saw a car in my corner, of my eye. I'm like, this car ain't slowing down. was the pain in my Then, boom, had me spin through three lanes. Shit. Just, just, myself, and I had paid. I had just paid off my asthma awesome of that year, and I was enjoying myself. It was my day off too. So anyway, cops came, told him what happened, and then twenty minutes later, they like, "Oh yeah, we got the guy," but he already had warrants, so we're not gonna get him with a hit and run. Have a nice day, and Man, left. What the hell? See, shit like that. That's how. That's that's origin stories of villains. <laughs> <laughs> this how the law works. Like, I'm, I'm like, you know what? I can see why people become super villains. Jesus.
1: Like, what's like, I need somebody to die for that to happen. I need to get hurt. They're just like, oh, you're alright. Shaheed in another different universe is a damn villain for real. Yes, yes. like if my wife is in the passionate side
0: and then they just, maybe they, you know, she almost get injured and die. They're like, oh, well, you know, he was slinging coke, so we ain't worried about manslaughter have a nice day yeah, I'm like y'all never seen the Punisher y'all don't see these like y'all Y'all don't see these movies like that's yeah that's how villains are born so anyway seeing that in real life reinforce these dynamics now because I always wondered about that when I was in movies like how much of it is just movie stuff how much stuff is in real life and if for, for it to happen in real life makes you say oh maybe some truth to that
2: mm-hmm.
0: so they continue still in the cars they run, you know. They gonna steal the cars from the police station. They distract. I don't know how this worked. This dude dressed like a pimp.
2: <laughs>
0: like not a current pimp either. That's like, what's his idea they just got? He was I, dressed I like was, your Bishop, man for I gonna get you sucking. Bishop Don Magic Wand just messed up the game for so many people because he was still just like that when he shouldn't have. Is he still dressed like that now? Yes, and it's like you know, upgrade. When you say like, what the rappers say now? Like, yeah, I I'm a pimp, but I don't dress. You know, Fifty Cent. I'm like, yeah, I don't gotta wear a fur coat to be a pimp. So, it's like, yeah, pimps now like Drexel. You see Drexel Spire be dressing like that because it wasn't White Boy Day. He knew better.
1: This scene is ah, uh, this is another. This is just one. Another one of those scenes where I'm just like. I don't know if it's the actor. I don't know if it's the scene. This is just bugging me. The answer is yes. It was all of them. Hey, okay. man.
0: I'm just trying to get my my cutlass supreme. Yeah, hey, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm just like, man. My car ain't here. The paperwork right here. I need my car. Like, and I'm just sitting here like, ah, this is what they think about us?
1: Where did he get that toy from? That mannequin toy? Yeah.
0: <sighs> what I'm like, it bothered me on a fundamental level. Like, this is what the screenwriters think how black people act
1: I, listen i understand you an actor and I, you gotta get yeah, you gotta work you know it's it's you black is difficult and stuff like that but at a certain point in some scenes don't you just say nah fuck that let's do it a different way i've even heard dave chappelle say that like yeah you want to put me in the dress and i was like no i'm not doing it do something but else. it
0: depends on where you at in life if you're at a point where you can do that, that's fine. If you had at a point where, if I don't do this job, I'm living in my car. Yeah.
2: Then I guess, yeah. yeah, I like,
0: guess you're doing it. I mean, it's we've heard so many stories where people had to do stuff they didn't want to do to get their foot in the door. And then once they got to a certain point, they can start saying no. It's like, I'm sure Lucy Lou got married time she had to play Asian Girl on a spa or salon. But it was like, you know, and she don't got to do that anymore now. But it's like, she wouldn't always have that mindset. What? Megan Fox started her career, Girl in Cage. Uncredited. Yeah. Like, danced around with water splash on. Like, you think she wanted to do that? You think these actors really want to, like, shucking and jive? Like, no. But it was like, you know what? I got to pay my bills. It's not always going to be like this. This is my way to get my foot in the door. And if I don't do it, I may not get another chance. I ain't trying to move back to Kansas City cooking ribs. So. Yeah,
1: you gotta do what you gotta do, I
0: guess. Like, like I I mean, I'm mad at it, but I understand. Like, I get it.
1: Mm -hmm. I just hope we, well, no, we're way past that now.
0: Go ahead. We're not as fast back as we should be, but anyway.
1: (laughs) After last night, you just, God. You reaffirmed that Yeah, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. We, depends on what field we in. So yeah. anyway, so when that happens, they get the, the Mercedes Benzes, and then, just in case we can get enough more of this black guy, the Hummer scene.
2: <laughs>
0: <sighs> Somebody must have liked him.
2: Oh, he got
1: oh, he got scenes. He got scenes and lines. And I, I, he must have had the whole crew just...
0: Laughing. He got as many scenes and lines as
1: Angelina Jolie
0: more, did. probably more. I was trying to be generous. Think about that.
1: And she was just smoking her joint like, uh, OK, <laughs> whatever. <laughs>
2: you know,
0: yeah, she was like, you know, what's cooler having sex is stealing cars like what about having sex while still in the car because they, they make the people in the house making out and then they awkward what is with Nicolas Cage just being a nerd when he making out with a woman drive
1: shafts and trains and old calf engines and you know, all that it's really interesting you say that because now I'm thinking about The Rock and then it goes back mm. to this and I'm just like why yeah why does he do that it's never nothing that he takes serious I guess or like I don't know. He just take When it's time to have sex scenes, with, he's just really weird about
0: it. The most uncomfortable... Because Angelina Jolie is trying her best to look sexy in her musty Jessica Jones vibe. She all slinking and pouting her lips and all that stuff. Nicholas Cage is just like a damn goldfish in a fishbowl.
1: Uh, Maybe that... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's know. just like...
0: You could theoretically see them together story-wise, but not with these actors and actresses. Like it just—I'm just watching. And I'm like, this is not working, and it ain't and Angel- ain't Angelina Jolie's fault.
1: No, because when it's working, oh, just go look at uh, Mister and Mrs. Smith.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: unless Jennifer, unless you Jennifer Aniston. Oh yeah, well, so. yeah. <laughs> or like original,
0: like original sin with her and like Antonio Banderas. Oh yeah. Or Tomb Raider where like. Both of them, like the first one and the second one, Daniel Craig Gerard Butler want to risk it all for that woman. Mm-hmm. And she just like above it all. Like, I know I got it. You ain't getting it. I know you want to. So yeah, when she got it, she got it. And Nick was like, oh, I'm here to help Kip. So,
2: <laughs> car, <you> know, <laughs> know.
0: so meanwhile, while that's going on, old oh, Black Con relief get the Hummer and I'm going to change the music are right, you playing music when you're still in the car and then what are you playing? DMX cause DMX was popular then of course peak DMX. So you, play. yeah so it's like 2000 of course you're playing like if you it's 2000 it's white people it's DMX cause it ain't ludicrous yet so it's, it's probably you no it's if it ain't Ja Rule it's DMX cause they ain't cool enough to play Jay Z
1: yeah,
0: like who well, are who else would it be, that time frame? 2000?
1: I feel like it's somebody I should know right now. Like, maybe oh. Puffy? Maybe some Puffy? I don't know.
0: They not cool enough for that. Puffy is, no, Puffy's like mid to late 90s. Like, we talking about like 97, 98? Yeah. But they not cool enough. And it's, if you got, like, Rush Hour 2 would play Puffy, but that's because Chris Tucker's cool. Oh, yeah, he had puppy and Yeah, like Delroy yeah. Lindo, or Child McBride, not gonna care or know what music to play. So you got white people doing this music. It's oh, 2000. Yeah, you right. So it's Ja Rule, where the movie, the vibe don't fit. Is Master P or Cash Money? If it's the South, it'd be them. The vibe still don't fit. DMX, because they ain't Nelly just around the corner. 50 Cent ain't here yet. So, because one thing you notice when we watch these movies with white people, it's a certain subset of music that they like, because they always play the same music. That's always the same songs. They play digital underground. If it's a certain frying, they play digital underground or ironic or ironically play NWA. Because they love those. If it's like a certain I'm authentic vibe, I'm gonna play Trial Call Quest. <laughs> if it's popular bat music it's gonna be dm Depending on time frame it's gonna be dmx it's gonna be biggie smalls and it's
1: always hypnotized when it's biggie smalls see and that's what i was thinking maybe i should have said biggie i was thinking something bad boy some bad boy that we played in the movies. but no
0: we do that now with directors who grew up then seth rogan movies now we playing biggie and wu-tang
1: and that's because they fans, so it's a little bit
0: Because they're they fans, and they that's the music they listen to when they were teenagers, so they can make movies now. Because you notice, you notice like now you see comedy movies, and who you hear, if it ain't updated stuff, it's, it's 90s stuff. It's Wu Tang, and it's Biggie. If it's, or if it's like playing for joke, you playing NWA. And then it'll be like some or now it'll be something popular, like it'll be Drake. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Kend- it'll be like Drake or Kendrick Lamar. And then like a year from now, two years from now, we're going, it's going to be Cardi B songs. That's how it goes.
1: You mean, what, a couple of weeks from now when uh, Hustlers come out?
0: Go ahead. Yeah, I'm talking about, you know, because when you talk about music, like, people are always behind by a couple of years. Definitely going to be Cardi B in that hustle move because she's in it. But like, I've paid attention when I've noticed that. Or, of course, Gangsta's Paradise, because white people love that song.
1: That's one song I I wish (laughs) would just go away from movies anyway. Like I get it, but they just OD'd on it.
0: I'd be remiss if I skipped that song. Like it's just a certain, like, you know, it's basically like six or seven songs and DMX Party Up is one of those songs that white people love in movies. So this (laughs) song is playing and what happened is a car, is a Hummer with a snake. Who keeps a snake and a Hummer? (laughs) Is that Mike Tyson's Hummer? That what two thousand? Uh, who was on the Who was on the Clippers in two thousand? that might have been? That Darius Miles Hummer,
1: probably. Quentin
0: Richardson. You like the type of have a snake.
1: Uh, who's this guy named? This name is T.J. Cross. He just I'm sorry, he must have had everybody offset just rolling. And he had to because they're probably like, oh this was right this in for him or something. Because I'm just like the really? third
0: third Tory brother, basically. Uh,
1: yeah this yeah. Cause, yeah so
0: it's just and yeah, it's funny cause Craig wonderful like it's a snake in my ass <laughs> I'm surprised he
1: remembered that line I think that's the only time I, like legit laughed with something he did I was like the way he said it, I was like okay
0: mm-hmm. and they pushing and they trying to escape and they pushing you know the police car with the Hummer and somehow the Hummer ain't being damaged they pushed the and somehow they didn't murder these cops. Apparently, that was an accident when they was filming, and just kept it in. Yeah,
1: I read that it was an accident. <laughs> yeah.
0: And that's the another thing is like they steal all these cars, and almost none of them are getting damaged for the most part.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, almost. Oh. And a Hummer, like you think you have, you know, they delivering cars. So basically, get to the point now where the last one is Eleanor, and at this point, you know, Raymond Calisha calling, like you know, <laughs> Tom Tom Ticken. I got you know 49 cars you know bring bring Tomo's up bring Kip let's wrap this up I mean I like oh you know Kip seemed to run away <laughs> I don't know where he went now he won't have a conscience you think collegiate like oh doesn't matter one brother over it never rains but it pulls. like well, you don't give a damn somebody uh, going somebody gonna get got it don't matter which range it is yeah, yeah, yeah. I respect that
1: I, mean, like, I guess you could thank your brother. He took your chop, took your hair up, took your place on the chopping <laughs> block. Like,
0: yeah, and finally, Kip, Kip finally stopped complaining.
1: Five, uh, Will we like what? Twenty minutes left in the movie? 20-30 minutes left? Uh,
0: Basically. Uh, after all these cars, so Eleanor is there. He, he saves it for last. He gets there. Castle, you know, Castleback shows up. The other cop shows up, and this is like the first, you know, chase we have, and we just ignore the fact that one of them got shot. It's still in the car.
1: Oh yeah, damn! I forgot all about that, honey.
0: <laughs> yeah, cause they got local PD pulled, you know. Psalms chasing them. One of them got one of the young boys got
1: plugged. Yeah, yeah. I think it was bullethead. Yeah, it was bullethead The one, yeah, the one that was. Yeah. He got in the back seat. Uh huh. He should have
0: downloaded the vest. He caught that. Caught that hot shit. Cause he didn't listen. So all this going on. You know, this is like really the only like car chase scene in the movie. Yeah, and this goes on
1: for a while too. I heard all this was improvised too. Yeah, how? That's what I'm trying to figure out because especially <laughs> when he jumped, yeah, whatever. Okay, somehow lying. <laughs> IMDb. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
0: I, I, I saw IMDb too, and they, I'm like, come on now, all the stuff that goes on and playing in the movie. You just
1: said, like, you just said, got Nicholas Cage in the car, free it. Just do what you Just do what you do.
2: I know he.
0: They said he had like you know combat driving lessons that he went to school for this. I'm not surprised. They said other people took lessons, not as much as Nick Cage. Nick Cage isn't like on Tom Cruise level, but Nick Cage don't half-ass stuff either. But I'm like, you just have him just drive around like it's like no, not a car chase with people crashing and flipping. I've seen too many behind the scenes stuff of you know movies like this where they tell about how much practice is done. We both watch Fast and Furious, mm-hmm. We've both probably seen Ronan, you know, yeah. thinking all this stuff like that. It's like we just winging it. Like, ain't no, come on now. Like, I know Dominic Senna is not Michael Bay, he's not even Tony Scott, and but I'm like, nah. It's too much <laughs> like, that can I, happen. It's too much that can happen. <laughs> one bad thing happened, you kill your star. <laughs> like, no. So anyway, in the car, this whole thing, Eleanor looked pretty, sound pretty, kept cutting out. You notice that I'm, too? why I'm automatic. This car ain't shit, it keep going out on, on his ass. Mm-hmm. Man, you're better, you just gotta pop the clutch. I'm like, nah,
2: <laughs>
0: I don't gotta worry about that. You, you had the light, like, <laughs> Stalls twice. It happens twice. Imagine that happening Fast and Furious. You couldn't think of that. You couldn't picture that happening. Dom just hit a turn and the engine just cuts out.
1: Yeah, they dead, No, 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 no. You
0: picture that. Just thinking about
1: watching that. No. Roman get run over by a tank because the clutch got caught. <laughs> and, and the car starts up right at the right moment. Nah. Yeah, so
0: he's doing that. He's escaping, he's dodging. Castleback's in there with the BMW that he apparently dented. And it's like, you know, trying to get away, trying to get away. Then it's like, you know, finally running the traffic. And then you see the scene that you always see in trailers and you see what come on TNT and you're like you like he's, when you see the elevated carrier, you know what's gonna happen. hmm no, Delroy Lindo don't know. We all know. You know, Nicholas Cage, like, you know, I got to get here, get to my brother and everything like that. Time click. you know, Times a-wasting, running out of time, thinking he to escape. I'm going to get called in and run. Drives, like, whoa! <laughs> Lindo was like, oh, he about to do this. Then he drives, picks up enough speed, hit the ramp truck. How many yards? How many feet did he fly?
1: That's a good question. 60? Because he was—he had like four or
0: five seconds of air time. Ooh, I'm going to go around six, six, between 60 and 80. Because he, is he probably comes like what? How many car lamps? Like what? Seven? seven? Something like that? Yeah. And they had the, the angle. And he's there. And the car's not even all the way straight. It's like tilted a little bit. And he just flying through, lands, damaged the car. So, so keep in mind, the, the um one of the already side windows already got shot out. Mm-hmm. Got all these dents and stuff like that. So he makes it like a minute late. He gets there, got the car like, dude, like, we're done here. <laughs> like, we already packed up. You late. And he like, what do you mean late? like and you try to pull up on calitri it's like you know you got, like I'm here it's like said 50 costs got 49 49 is not 50. 50 we got 49 he's <laughs> like I got the 51 right here it's got a little dent here you can buff it out and everything how I work a deal i give you fit you know 200 <laughs> we go what 20 per you know i give you 20 grand and we call it a
1: deal he, he hit him with some brass knuckles. Oh, so you know he won't about that life. He he needed some extra kick.
0: Nobody dictate to me. Nobody tell me what to do. He like strip the car and kill him. <laughs> he was not messing around. He he look, he was a man of his word. He told him what he needed. He told him about what time. Ain't no two minutes after. Ain't no CPT with Raymond Khalid. <laughs> None of that. Like he said, 49 ain't 50. 49 is 49. Thanks for the 49. You fail. And then you get mouthed off, like, you know, take the cash and everything cool. He straight cold cocked him.
1: Yeah, he laid them out pretty good. But and this is my thing. I think, well, no. No. We've already established that. The, the director, I think, didn't give. I just think he could've got a lot more out of Khalitri. the yeah. character. And it just felt like he just was like, like you said, he just used him to get to A, to B, and then to C, and it was just like- He was oh. a
0: plot he was a plot device. He was what caused the conflict, and that's all he was. And out of the four movies we saw, this was the only one where the villain didn't matter. Could've been anybody.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's what takes away from this movie. Because the other movies we've seen, like the villain's an integral part of the movie. Like the movie, in a lot of cases, uh, as much about the villain as the hero, like you know, especially f- face off in a rock, most definitely. Con air is like you had enough villains, whereas like the villains were notable. This one is like <laughs> Master P got as much stuff to do as Kilichy did. Yeah, you know what? You're right. <laughs> you are absolutely right. And you was that's why I came back. Like if Master P ain't here, you ain't got no villain. <laughs> you just got them planning. So unless you want to call Delroy Lindo a villain. He and the villain is doing his job. So anyway, he finally, you know. So they about to have this fight. He breaking furniture because apparently Kalichi this badass that don't mind murdering people. Don't mess up his chair. Oh no! <laughs>
2: <finished> that.
1: <laughs> like yeah, he's like, come on now, really? That's what you care about wood? You really care that much about something? Uh, okay. No,
0: like it's just so like cartoonish. And then he running away. Delroy Lindo shows up. Does absolutely nothing but becomes a damsel in distress. Tell him, you know, you still got time to walk away from that. But if you shoot me, it's over. Your life is finished. And he like, nah, if I shoot you, your life is over. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's what, that's, that's what it means to get shot. And he about to get shot. And Roman and. Re- I called him Roman. Uh oh. Random. Basically, after he basically speared him, Random Memphis Reigns spears him off this little elevated area, and he flies about, I don't know, a couple stories and just happened to fall in the coffin. The coffin closes. And I'm like, yeah, Conair did this better.
1: Absolutely. Even if it was yeah. little really drawn out, they did it better.
0: You know, he flipped like a damn doll, and then you know, and it's like, oh, you know, save my life, pretending nothing else happened. Because keep in mind, basically, the movie's about to end. They stole 49 cars, mm-hmm. caused countless damage to the city, absolutely led to somebody dying. And it's <laughs> like, oh, you're all right, life goes on.
1: Oh, he said, a brother's love is a brother's love. Uh, okay.
0: 20 right. something million dollars for cars my yeah boy yeah so they get that together Angelina Jolie got a sundress on because I guess she in love
1: <laughs> she got a sundress on because she probably just didn't give a fuck that
0: day <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah old Sway cleaned herself up because it's like yeah that's she there all happy and you know I guess Memphis back in town everybody together it's like oh we got this kip i got you something i got you eleanor you just is a little shine and buffing about 25 grand worth of work you can do something with it and i'm surprised Nick's Kaden looking at like han and dominic be looking at people like what is this this junk like oh you know brothers love are we gonna work it out and sphinx finally talks it's a speech about what true love is and the essence of life and everything. Talks for about 20 seconds. It's like, oh, so that's a joke that the guy that doesn't talk is eloquent. Benny Jones the eloquent man. Ha ha ha. Yeah. I'm glad we don't do stuff like this in movies anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> are you sure we don't? Or are you just having seen any more movies that don't do it? We do, they, it's relegated to Netflix. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. what it makes sure. We don't do
0: stuff like this and like, cause this wasn't a small movie either. This was, no. this was a big budget for back then. And was a number one movie, it made a lot of money. Uh-huh. All things considered. So it wasn't like some small little rinky-dink. I know niggas the case it's all, like a big B movie. It's, yeah, I mean, if it's a B movie, it got a A movie budget, an a, a
1: movie cast. Yeah, so, I read that, that's why I didn't, I, had, I didn't agree I with that. the vibe he was
0: saying. Yeah like yeah but it's really one of those they don't when, I, when we say they don't make movies like this anymore they don't because Fast and Furious kind of took that like this and Italian jobs like that once Fast and Furious came they stopped making movies like this
1: yeah because I mean <laughs> if <laughs> just imagine somebody doing it like trying to do it now you would have to you were far behind the game it's almost like DC and Marvel You know, they did their whole universe. Now, DC tried to do the universe, and you saw how that worked out. If you try to come there and try to do the whole car thing, it's just like, yo, you behind the game. You got to wait. Yeah.
0: People blame comic movies for how movies change, and there's a lot of truth to that. What really, the two things is really three movie franchises that changed movies in a way that kind of messed up everybody else. Fast and Furious, Mission Impossible, and John Wick. Cause you can't do those style of movies as good as them. Don't even bother. Yeah. Cause it's going like, you, cause we know what excellence looks like now, in like a certain level of like excellence for action movies. So if you do trash, it don't fly anymore. Like if you see like you know Tom Cruise, I learned how to fly a helicopter. Then yeah that small stuff ain't cutting it like that, nah you know
1: but you remember cut- it was a time where it wasn't like that like you had you had rambo so you had commando so you get you know you had all these different genres that were kind of similar you st- that you could have but now it's like nah yeah. if you ain't you got- still have yeah you still
0: have that's just netflix it's just streaming yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i mean scott atkins made a whole damn career I, I never, I never in a the movie theater.
1: Cause I'm thinking about now. I'm like, okay, if you ain't got hands like John Wick, don't come out with a movie. But Wu Assassins got hands, so yeah, yeah. you can
0: still like you can still do that. But it's basically like, lower budget stuff. Like Asia still does it. Netflix still does it. So streaming, you can do that. You can do certain movies. But it's like it's you notice how people start tightening up their fight scenes. When Daredevil came out and started titling different, when like The mm. Raid and stuff came out, and it's like, oh, let's hire these people so our movies don't look trash. Because when you see stuff like that, and then you see like, taking don't even hit no more. Oh no, yeah, absolutely like, not. Taking was the thing. Like if like you once you saw like The Raid, like yeah, Liam Neeson knew not because of jump over a fence don't hit like it used to.
1: You know, that's really that's. Damn, that's a damn good point cuz I'm like, okay, you had like The movies like The Raid, you had Daredevil, and you got John Wick movies. So in between all of that, how the fuck did season 1 of Iron Fist fly? Like you knew your hands needed to be tight. You knew your fight scenes needed to be better, but it was just like, "Oh, man, fuck it."
0: You can't. No. It's and there's no excuse where once once you know like you know, when you see stuff like Fury Road, you can't watch trash anymore. Even, like, if you see, like, comic like comedy movies, like, you see stuff like um, Date Night or Game Night where they got car chases and stuff, people jumping over fences. Like, if I see Rachel McAdams doing, you know, credible action, you can't, you just can't be trash. Like, it, it's, and that's, Gone in 60 Seconds would not be made today, or if it would, it'd be a lot lower budget, and it'd be on, like, Hulu or Amazon Prime like Nicolas Cage might be in it and there might be like some CW actresses. You ain't gonna have Nicolas Cage, Angelina Jolie and Robert Duvall. Oh no. <laughs> you know, you ain't gonna have like Chai McBride and all and worry Linda, like no. Those the mid-budget like Romeo Must Die level action movies are now on Netflix. Or, or, or Gerard Butler's doing them. Yeah. Basically. The adventure movies, The Rock is doing them. Everything else is franchise. So that's basically what happened. Like, people have found it. Like, like old man action now, Mm Liam Neeson started, Denzel doing it. He's the only one still doing it. Yeah. Like, what's what's happened now is actors and actresses have found a niche in that genre. And if you ain't in that genre, you can't hang with that. Don't even bother. So either you got to spend a whole lot or you got to spend a little. Like either I'm spending between a million to 30 million or I'm spending 125 to 200 million. Nobody spending like, you know, 90, a hundred million dollars. Like nobody really spending that. Cause it's like, it's hard to justify spending a hundred. You can spend a hundred if you think you're gonna make like four to 500 like the rock does. Spending a hundred to make two, Math don't work, and if you're only gonna make two, it's best to spend forty to fifty. Like economics has basically changed how movies have been made. It ain't Marvel. Like, just don't blame them because, yeah. like, we still get those movies that come out. People just don't see them anymore.
1: Yeah, that's what I hate. I hate you know when people say oh Marvel, this. and then I was like no. If it's a it's good movies out there, if you want to go see them. It's just yeah. people don't want to go see him. You know, it, they're not paying the money to go see them. Like they do not want to see Marvel
0: movies. Yeah. When people say that, what they really, uh, what I hear is like, I don't see movies like the ones Ashley Judd and Michael Douglas used to make. That's the only thing that's missing. Like we don't get the General's daughter anymore,
1: Rightfully. <laughs> like stuff so. like that. Rightfully, you know, so, man. I mean, like those <laughs> movies, you know, for whatever reason, they may have been good at the time, and they may be still good now. But people just ain't checking for that no more
0: yeah like it's a lot of stuff you look at like imdb you know like angelina jolie and like ethan Hawke, those type movies like the bone <laughs> collector and stuff
1: you know the reality of it is if general's daughter was to come out now it'll be on netflix a 10 10 episode series yeah so like man, it's that's what happening.
0: that's what happened like stuff just changed like the godfather would not be in the movie theater the godfather would be on hbo yep It'd be a series, basically, or a limited series. Like that's that's how it's changed. And I know people mad that you know Tom Hardy and Chris Evans could have been you know Humphrey Bogart and whatever. And they decided throw makeup and mask on it was like those pay the bills. You had Robert Downey Jr. all this time. He almost damn near died. They'll get mad because he got famous being Iron Man. Like, you should have saw you should have enjoyed them in U.S. Marshals and Ali McBill like I did, <laughs> like that's that's how it go like you know and this kind of like yeah so we really won't. so yeah I, you know what I thinking about after we saw this I should have picked National Treasure as the fourth one,
1: and somebody else had said that I forgot who it was they were like yo maybe y'all should watch um, National Treasure movies too because they were pretty good and I was like yeah I guess we might run it back another time because I like sports thing yeah. and want to get to some other movies and i didn't want to stick on Nicolas cage forever so we definitely had yeah. to go back and watch the uh, national but Tribune.
0: i was thinking like this one is like basically a predecessor it's like fast and furious and it just shows how fast and furious looks when you don't have the right directors and you don't have the right chemistry yeah
1: yeah that's true because you know as much as I love the Fast and Furious movies, it, it, the the best thing is just the, the chemistry. I think the best thing is just the chemistry. Even when they add people or subtract people, it's like they have that, that core there that you would think, you know, these people get along or these people, you, you can see these people hanging out or whatever it may be. It doesn't seem off or disjointed. But then you look at it, this cast is like, yeah, this just seems all bad, all wrong. And the fact that you had... Angelina Jolie, who just coming off an award, <laughs> in the movie for what? Four scenes?
0: Barely. Let's. They're like, I can't. That's the thing. Like, it's too many people. Where what was the point? Like, you could have had anybody be Angelina Jolie's character.
1: Because you anybody. You, you know when they promoted the movie? Oh, Academy Award winning Angelina Jolie. Yeah, you and know. she was fine. When
0: she was the scene she was in it was fine. She was just barely in it. And it's like it just—that's the missed opportunity. Like they needed a better director. That was the biggest thing. Yeah. And out of the four, this one had the worst director by far. Oh, absolutely,
1: absolutely. I think we've come to an agreement on this ride that, you know, The Rock was probably the best movie overall. Uh, it was just the—you t- know—it was tight. Everything was good about the movie and and you know your villains were the villains and it was just a good movie um nicholas cage acting was pretty much him without him without going over the board going into that that nicholas cage thing that we find you know
0: he was coasting
1: yeah and he, he, pretty he, much he, all he, these movies
0: yeah like out of the four i would rank them the rock face off Conair and then this is uh distant fourth.
1: And you definitely you definitely had me uh put me on some about face off cuz I really had to appreciate what he had to bring to his uh to both of his characters that he had to play.
0: Yeah. I'll say it's funny cuz he he had four roles and they were all completely different roles. Like the Rockies basically playing a nerd that has to man up. He's basically con. Like I don't curse. I'm weird, but I'm super smart and I gotta do the right thing even though I don't know how to do it um Con Air, he's he's just a man of the hour he's like John he's like John Cena <laughs> basically like I get the best lines I get the best jokes I'm the most honorable person I still show vulnerability like, That's basically his movie the whole time he's never overbearing face off he's playing you know we already talked about face off this he's just chilling he's just like you know yeah. Things happen because of me, yeah. Like everything revolves around me, but I'm like, I'm not doing Nicholas Cage stuff, I'm just because this, this is the only one where it's like anybody could have did this, yeah. I
1: mean, yeah, you could have
0: Russell Crowe could have did this, you could have put the Volta could have did
1: this, any 2000 actor could have been put in this, put in that role,
0: although. It's funny when I think about this and I think about the Italian job, there's similar movies. And it's like the Italian job just got it's just so much livelier. Cause like you think about it, you got Mark Wahlberg. You it got- wasn't Char- because,
1: It wasn't because of him. It wasn't
0: because yeah, of him. Charlize Theron, yep. Jason Statham, cracking yep. jokes, most, most deaf. deaf. And then you got-
1: <laughs> what's your man South, was it South Green?
0: Yeah, Seth that's Green. Mean. And then you got Ed Norton just being an asshole that's just working. Like everything's just, that's what I think about. The Italian job does everything Gone 60 Seconds does, but just does a lot better because they and, utilize their talent a lot more.
1: And I always I always wanted another Italian job. And I know they always come on saying, oh, we're going to do one. We're going to do one. But I guess once Fast and Furious came out, well, it was like, nah, we're not going to yeah. do one. That's okay.
0: There was. It's a window to make those certain things. It's like, because one, it's hard to get everybody in the same room together because it's like, you think of then where they were. Like now, and it's like, um, oh, Mark Wahlberg, exactly. Jason I'm, Statham, way, like, they all
1: doing their own movies by themselves. I'm it's, pretty it's, sure and, Mark Wahlberg was like, fuck that movie. I'm not doing no sequel.
0: No. I mean, but even then, it's like, Jason Statham ain't playing his sidekick. At this but point, it's no. It, no. Yeah, like, it's, like you, it's something to think about when it comes to these movies where they are. And it's like, you got to get them at the right time because doing sequels is like, you know, they were in the same thing like Rush Hour. You know, why well, it took so long between Rush Hour 2, Rush Hour 3 is like, like, Chris Tucker went from the dude in dead presence of Friday to you giving me $20 million.
1: Yeah. And I always yeah. wonder why people always, uh, give Chris Tucker a hard way to go because what do you think he's supposed to say no don't give me that much money I'm not that funny don't give me this much money
0: it goes back to the same Andrew Luck thing God. people just want they, people just want to be happy that's all they care about and they don't care about how they have to like uh, oh Andrew Luck ain't brave I'm brave cause I'm going to work I'm like I bet you if you you guys mad cause you have to go to work I bet you if your job paid I bet you made what you made if you were making $40 million a year cleaning toilets and it was time to retire, I bet you asked for to retire. No, I, I like cleaning toilets. I just love how my scrub hit the brush. Like, no. You made that money doing your job, you'd retire. I love my job. I really do enjoy my job. I enjoy going to work. But guess what? If I made, if I had made $45, $50 million by that time, and I might even deal with the pain he's dealing with. People just like... Some of that shit, that shit hurt. Pissing and, blood. Thank you. Thank broken you. bones. Like, yeah.
1: Like, how many... I I get what people... I get, okay, if it's your team, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But we're talking on a human aspect now. My fucking shoulder hurts. Uh, My ankle is fucked up. I have all these injuries that I've been dealing with for seven years. And, yes, I love football. But if the joy's being taken away from me, you really want me to come out there and just for uh-huh. your enjoyment get my head head beat in. No, I'm not doing I, it anymore. My
0: uncle's got divorced because of injury. Like that's, what are we talking about? Like people, especially with football, people making fun of Antonio Brown because you care about his helmet safety. At the same time, oh, shame how such and such can't remember where he lived. And we yeah, have like a good six, seven years people was blowing their brains out. I'm I, talking about shooting myself in the chest so you keep my brain for science.
1: We forgot about Junior Seau. Exactly. I was just about to say that. I had to walk a watch a documentary of all his friends and family talking about things that he couldn't remember and who he was and who he used to be. But I'm but y'all crucifying Andrew Luck for saying, nah, I'm done. Hey,
0: Andre Waters and Chris, like how many they was just lining up over and over again. We gotta do something. And then it's kind of like, you know, yeah, Patrick Wills retired early. Chris Bolin retired early. Like people like they Chiefing out 29-30. That story with Gronkowski. Took out a liter of blood out of his leg. You know how much a liter of blood is?
1: Oh, I just read it this morning. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know those water bottles you buy? <laughs> yeah. Two of those. Imagine two of those with
1: blood out your leg. So I, I couldn't
0: sleep for more than 20, 20 minutes at time.
1: I couldn't sleep for 20 minutes. But no, I want my enjoyment. I want my football. Ugh, uh, uh, y'all disgusting.
0: Yeah, so no, it's like... <sighs> nah, that's why I'm, I'm just like, and they oh, whoa, the fans, I mean they shouldn't have booed, but they didn't know how else to react. How about not boo? Exactly. How about not to react? Like, it's, it's we can wrap up soon, it's aggravating being an Eagles fan. We still get stuff about Santa Claus and snowballs. That happened in the damn 60s. People still <laughs> make those jokes. I could just imagine, like people booed McNabb at the draft and they still bringing that up. And that happened like the late 90s i could just imagine if that happened in philly Ooh. we Ooh. wouldn't hear the end of it oh. and rightfully so like that man gave his damn body for y'all literally gave his body
2: yeah
0: and y'all booing
1: yeah <laughs> That's the last
0: thing he's gonna hear his last memory being an of a coat I'm getting booed during preseason. Cause it leaked that I'm re- leaked that I'm retiring. And somehow y'all found oh boo, don't come back. He won't.
1: Nah, he you gotta worry about that. He won't. He, he, he I'm pretty sure he has other things in his life
0: that'll keep him, you know, busy. Yeah, like intelligence and money. He was already he already came from money. He made a lot of money. He's everything you heard is like he's smart. Maybe he wanna be
1: keep his brains. And hey, yeah, hey, that's let, why I- let's be clear. The, the Colts didn't help him with the O-line. They didn't protect him.
0: No, at all. They, that's, That should be... You should go to jail for that type of mismanagement.
1: Oh, no. you, you He's got legs. He's mobile. Get away.
2: What?
0: Rickson should, Brickson should be locked up. That was malpractice. It amazes me that the Colts had Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, and they only got one Super Bowl out of it. Tom
1: Brady outlasted both of them He's still playing You know why? Because they protect Tom Brady at all costs After that leg After he injured his leg, they were like, oh no You always going to be protected
0: And I I didn't think any fan base would be more Ungrateful when it came to Q Q Quarterbacks than Green Bay Because they got Brett Favre for a zillion years And then let the Aaron Rodgers But nah, the coach showed me different
1: I'm I'm am subject to think Green Bay doesn't care about their quarterback either at this point because he's always running for his life.
0: Uh, he's an asshole.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Basically, like he ain't a real. He just a California
0: boy. He's a prick. He don't really. He don't really. He's not humble enough. That's why he was dating that old that half breed actress. You don't know about him his mama don't talk to him, maybe something wrong. It's like-
1: You know, I find that very interesting, those things that go on. Because once you start diving into people's families, just shut up, because you don't know what's going on. Like, I get it. You got, oh, his brother said this, this, and this. Yeah, that's his brother. We don't know, you don't know his brother.
0: That's why Marvin Harrison never talked. (laughs) Marvin Harrison is walking around like Beanie Siegel. (laughs) Evidently, we never knew. We just say oh, why can't T, what do they, people say about Marvin Harrison? Why can't T.O. and Randy Moss act like him? He just does his job, he handles his business. Even coaches say like that, like I cracked, Tony Dungy said one time, I cracked a joke about, you know, running routes. He didn't talk to me for like a month. And I asked why, I was like, I don't joke about my business. Yeah. listen. He's like, he was just all about his business. Then you come to find out, he's
1: shooting people with armor-piercing bullets. <laughs> it's a reason, it's a reason why fans <laughs> edge sports uh a sports analyst they don't talk about barbara harris mm-hmm. unless it's good things <laughs> other than that his name out receiver 88 like yeah. he walk around like a a criminal
0: like he shoot, he's shooting people with a custom gun we we, we like he got ass choice gun and he he ain't get charged every day oh we asked him we ain't hear nothing we had a witness, but they died too. He just keeping it moving. He just a slum lord, just chilling. Listen in plain sight with his Hall of Fame,
1: with his Hall of Fame blazer. We don't speak of the '88. He's just hey. It is what it is. But I got a question for you before we get off get off uh, this thing today. Are you going to be watching All Out live? Is it, was it this weekend? Yeah, Saturday. Um,
0: I'm bad. What was it pay per view? Yeah, I gotta decide the, the i maybe if it don't cost too much, cause I'm I'll be off of work. I saw one of them. I'm. I don't know how I feel about AEW yet. Let I'm me like,
1: definitely let me know because I just I just bought it today. I was like, you know what, Fuck it, I'm off. I'm gonna watch it.
0: I, I'll probably I will probably watch it just so I like knowing about things that I want to talk about, so I don't be ignorant. I say that for the barbershop. Um. I don't know if it's the network has spoiled me. just paying $14.99, so I'm still like, mm, I don't know about pay-per-views, because the money is just the money. It's just... I don't know how I feel about AEW yet.
2: That's I'm,
0: fair. I got mixed feelings. Not The concept is fine, and having options is always fine. The, it, it's just too much. Uh, uh, the optics is still kind of weird sometimes. Like Between the cons and... like. <laughs> they call it's definitely white boy day in aew like we don't make those (laughs) jokes like i'm sorry it's 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 extremely noticeable It's and i don't know i you could say it's not their fault but they doing the hiring but it's like come on now
1: it's noticeable and I, i i'm not gonna fight that from anybody that says that but i think and what i hope is once the ball get rolling with the tv that they will bring more people of color okay they got they got the little black tag team um
0: i mean just the people they got like you got pentagon and phoenix hype them i don't want to go on twitter and be seeing posters like monday night war and AEW's all white and the only black person person you got is like
1: brandy Rhodes. this is the trap they're gonna fall into and this is the whole thing and, and with moxley i've noticed Okay, Moxley, you know injured whatever, and I'm not saying this was the cause of it, but when you have a lot of your other wrestlers out there, especially okay like uh Phoenix and Pentagon, they're really uh what AAA guys, right? I guess they did. That's their main, really their main main AAA, home. And you know,
0: I first saw them on Lucha Underground, and then if you want to watch them, America's
1: Impact. Okay. Well. You got them. You got these guys wrestling in other places and stuff like that. So you just need to start getting contracts. that's like, nah, you're just gonna wrestle here, you know? Because I can't risk injuries and other, all these other things happening. And I need to have actual faces for my company. I can't have you repping two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> two companies. Yeah, you, you gotta pay them enough. Well, that's true too and I, mean, I think they might be waiting for tv to see how the tv goes before they do that but I, I i get what i get exactly what you're saying about the optics of you know yeah
0: it's like i'm i'm giving give it a chance because i give anything a chance like i'm i'm definitely curious i'm just like it's just involved a lot of people either i'm unsure of i don't know about i'm indifferent on, or i don't like like i know the young blah blah blah, blah they best tag team or whatever I don't like nothing about them. I'm glad that they're successful. I'm glad they make their money. I don't like watching them. I don't like their personality. None of it. Like, that at all. It's just obnoxious. And they're a, big part of, they're a big part of, you know, AEW. Good for them. That's a the thing. That MG, what, MJF?
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: MJF. Yeah. No.
1: I'm <laughs> You really don't a, like it. White
0: guy, white guy punching down and just being an asshole is not entertaining to me in twenty nineteen. So call me a bleeding heart liberal or say I'm this aged out. That no, is nothing. I know why he's popular. He's really good. Don't see my demo, Like for me. Think about it. Why would I like
1: that? I, granted, I understand exactly what you're saying. But on the optics of just wrestling and what the wrestling character is, he's a very old school type of character who can yeah. talk that, you know, talk, you know, talk the talk. I
0: mean, oh. I I get the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand get. the character exactly. Why would I personally like anything about that character? You wouldn't. Right. Like, I, I, I wouldn't like oh, look at that fat guy right there. You know, look at these, these nerds here doing that. Oh, I'm about there. Yeah, I, I can't hear the girl. Watch this. Okay, Andrew Dice Clay. Like, cool. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, basically, it's like yeah. This. It stands out more because we it stands out more because we don't do stuff like that and because WWE stopped doing that. Basically, because that's the thing. It stands out because we don't do that stuff anymore. Like at least like at this level of wrestling. Indies, they still do it. WWE <laughs> used to do that crap all the time. There's a reason why they don't do that crap, because it's like, it's crap. Mm-hmm. Like, if you if you watch people talking about the Attitude Era. Oh, God. Post-Attitude Era was way filthier than the Attitude Era, way filthier. Up until, I don't know what year they finally went PG. You know, like right, I don't know when it was, but up until from like two thousand two through whenever they cleaned itself up, that shit was disgusting. Like there's no way in the world. I, I just, I just say two storyline before we go. All that stuff with Kane and Lita, Ooh. and that Tory Wilson, Dom Marie
1: stuff. I always just go back to the, the Triple H and you know. The whole Katie what, Vick, T? Katie Vick, and <laughs> oh, that too. Well, stuff. You can do Triple H, Katie Vick. You can do Triple
0: H, Booker T. You can do Randy Orton, Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. Yeah, Randy Orton it's, calling Shelton Benjamin uppity.
1: And you know, and I people
0: just, like you, people like you, think you deserve title shots for whatever reason. Like, you, yeah, like yes, I,
1: they. I, I tell people all the time, you know, people be like, oh, well, you know, it's just wrestling and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, listen, I had to watch Harley Race say that to Ron Simmons. And though and, and that those little optics, every, every time I see it, that brings me back to there. Because you knew exactly what Harley Race was saying. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: were know, the only one. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're both at the same
0: age, like, as long as we remember, we saw stuff like that. The first one, the first memories I have of wrestling is chick is slicking a bucket of chicken being a pimp, running. Like, and I'm like, what is this? I was like, I was a kid, and I knew something was off. came the African Dream, I'm like, huh? Like, I'm like, you know, it- Kamala and all that stuff, like,
1: I'm, wasn't so, I Key supposed to be a riff, a riff on uh, Dusty Rhodes? Yes. Yeah. That don't make any
0: And then they have Dusty Rhodes coming there. And I'm just sitting here and I'm just watching. It's like, I don't know what's off, but something is off with this. I wasn't old enough. To riff, <laughs> like it says, it's something that the most progressive black wrestler, they have like Bad News Brown. And that stuff with Roddy Piper, where he painted half his oh, god blackface, <laughs> painted half his body black. Is singing Billy Jean kind of promo, oh, Boy, Anthropologists could, I just, one day we have to go, we'll have to do a WWE show to saw all the stuff they've done. Cause I'm just thinking about all that stuff that is going on, like, and I will, I would say my favorite, one of my favorite promos, and I know I, I shouldn't have laughed, is right when The Rock joins the Nation of Domination and Farouk is talking about Ahmed Johnson. He's like, Ahmed Johnson problem is, He's a he's a white man trapped in a black man. <laughs> <laughs> he out there trying to be pretty, dancing with Shawn Michaels, trying to be white, and he was like, "I'm Johnson. You couldn't be white if they sandblasted your ass twenty times." Ooh. And I laughed so hard every time I say, "Come like, like Farouk was the babyface that whole time, and we didn't know that." He was like Vince, "How come there was? How come we never had a black world champ?" Oh, yeah. How come black You never got a chance at WWF You ain't racist And you had the Undertaker coming out Basically saying you know My creatures of the night There's no creed, color, or race We take everybody Like Man. you, basically, like, all my fans Like you know I'm what? not I don't discriminate against any of my fans Bret Hart, Tom Mo, We don't do that in Canada Like we ain't racist like y'all Like Ooh, one day we need to do a show of like race politics in WWF cuz the shit we I have seen I'm
1: just thinking about now. Oof. You just brought up a old oh, I I forgot about that Undertaker one but there I'm just thinking I'm like, "Uh-huh." Yeah,
0: yeah he kind of promo bait cuz he was asked like, you know, "My spirits of the night, we don't see race we see the dark. We don't see racism."
1: Well, we we <laughs> embrace every if that Undertaker, of all
0: people, being the spokesman for racial unity in WWF, is
1: hilarious on so many levels. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I ain't see too many too many damn people that look like us being Undertaker fans. When they used to do those cut screens, maybe I'm just, mm-hmm. my memory is just off, and maybe as time went on, nah. you saw We
0: under, Yeah, we, we, we Undertaker fans now, or well, not now, oh, but yeah, in right. a different time frame, but not then. It was like, no, we was rocking with who was we
1: rocking with? I can't lie, I was always rocking with Sean. Razor
0: Ramon, probably.
1: Yeah, well. I mean, because it wasn't no damn HBK. Yeah, HBK. You want to fucking like watch
2: HBK? Hell no.
1: I, I, I ain't going to front. I, I was. I, I, used to, I just always got involved in his matches. Him, dr- him dressing like that? <laughs> no. No. Like, attitude,
0: free Attitude Era HBK acting like that? Dressed like, hell no.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, I was always I into know. the show, the, the actual matches, not the whole.
0: Yeah, but it's like, the, but even then, it's like, depending on your age, you knew he was good, but you didn't realize how good he was. Like, it was kind of like, you yeah,
1: weren't... yeah, yeah, like now I'm like, yo, yeah, you know, I know more now, the older age, I'm like, yeah, Shawn Michaels is the man it yeah. it comes to the ring. But when, I think I started like turning when Cold used to call him uh, coming out here with your little sparklers and stuff. And I don't know why mm-hmm. I took Cold, but it was just funny the way he was talking about. I mean, because he did it in a way that it didn't
0: sound. He was like Bret Hart being homophobic. Like, that's why you out here on Playgirl <laughs> <laughs> magazine. Oh, he basically you? called a homo.
1: <laughs> yeah, they just wanted, they needed to the fist fight all the time because they just... No...
0: Could you imagine <laughs> one day you watching NXT and Adam Cole just called Velveteen Dream a homo.
1: You know what? No, you couldn't. It, it would, never that ha- would never happen. Yeah, yeah, it would never happen. It would never happen. And speaking of that, one more thing before we go. And we'll keep that pinned because I was thinking next next week we could just talk about All Out before we start going into football and stuff because that's just something easy and light and I don't really want to get back into no movies. But, you, I'm listening. NXT can't get on USA fast enough because, listen, I, I love the Street Profits. I really do. I enjoy their work on NXT at this Ah! Ah! (laughs) this point. I have no fucking idea what they're doing on raw. Well, you, well, you told me what what they they were doing. I know what they're doing now. Yeah. I know what they're doing now on raw, but it's just Mm -hmm. like serving a purpose. You're not fighting anybody. You're not talking shit. You're just pretty much hosting. You don't like
0: the you don't like the Marcus Cousins Juniors
1: out there, fam. I just the, smoked one. Because the problem with that is, you've got your main roster fans who might not know about NXT. So they they've been you know they've seen them maybe what four or five maybe more times now on the show. They haven't done anything but talk shit. And mm-hmm. if they're getting turned off by them already, like oh, I'm sick of these guys. I hate their scenes. What's gonna make them? Want to turn on Wednesday nights and watch them wrestle?
0: So here's the thing. The biggest issue is that this is reinforcing people's fear about NXT going on TV. Because, you know, as far as we know, Triple H will still have control. They're going to let him do his thing for now. They're going to touch anything. But we don't... What was most people fear when they went on TV? Oh, Vince and Kevin, Kevin Dunn's Dunn it. And why they say that? Because of stuff like this. That's why. It's like they can't help themselves when anything that's involved like personality, especially ethnic, they just ex- everything that involves personality they amplify it way too much, and it takes sound like heavy machinery had the same problem. They they finally calibrated it. Lacey Evans had the same problem. You definitely see it with the street Profits Like that's a thing where like that stuff it went from cool to clunk. Like you know whoa, do some black stuff. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I like that. Where we're we're like yeah like oh wow I like that it's 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 hip like no it's just just doesn't it's so much it's like it's only so much sugar you put in a Kool Aid before it just becomes diabetes
1: juice you can't you can't have them be one way on your main roster and then expect people to take them okay oh well well here's our third show and well they didn't act like this on Raw like they're cooler on NXT than they are on Raw.
2: Yes, and, and, I and thought, it's
1: noticeable. And I thought it would have been shown more. They would let them be more of themselves. But it's just like no, be more obnoxious or be more like Vince McMahon. I don't know what it's just- Look
0: what they did with Alistair Black. He was cool and brood, anything like that. And they split him up with Ricochet, and now he turned into Dracula, sitting in the dark, talking about you know, fucking a man's a miserable pile of secrets. This man, like he ready to it. shoot the fair one. With, he just waiting to shoot the fair one with Simon Belmont. Like that's all he's doing, sitting in the dark with his suit on. i talking about. I wait in my home for someone to challenge me. Just come, embrace the dark. And I'm like, what is this Castlevania bullshit that's going on? Like you saw, it's like somebody saw a picture of Sir Black and made his personality based off of that picture without ever hearing him talk or watching any of his matches, knowing anything about him. It's like, he looks weird. Let's have him do Dracula stuff. Oh, boy. It,
1: oh, it's, like yeah, I said before. I was black for you, didn't I? It, it, well, the whole, I, well, once he started talking, I was just like, oh boy. And it's not that he can't talk. It's just what he was doing. Like, come fight me. That's all you heard for, like, what, a month? Somebody mm-hmm. please knock on the door fight me. Okay, whatever. But I just don't understand what well, I do understand. Vince McMahon take, takes a look at somebody and said, okay, do this more or do that more, or let's showcase this more. And it's always their weaknesses. It's never mm-hmm. anything good. Yeah.
0: And it only works when it's a strength that he likes. Like if you got size, it works. Charlotte works. Cause Charlotte looks the way he wants women to look. Becky Lynch is like, oh, I see you act like a leprechaun. God,
1: you know, barely
0: but- act like you barely act like you're twelve. Sasha, you know, act like you MC light. Like it's always kind of like you know, if you anything different, they want to exaggerate that differences. Like I'm so glad the Usos get to dress up like the way they want to now instead of like you know, let's give them spears and come else. out on a boat. Yeah. You know, like I'm so glad, like Roman Reigns and we this is how we can wrap up. I never thought I'd live in a world where people would tell me the rock wasn't black, but Roman Reigns
1: was. But excuse me. Oh, you didn't see that on Twitter last week? You know, I saw y'all talking about it, but I couldn't get what was going on, so I just stayed out. I was like, Okay, whatever.
0: Roman had to respond actually because somebody was saying how you know Roman it's a shame are they hiding Roman Reigns' heritage he's really black because you know Samoans are black and deep down and like he needs to embrace his culture and he's like my culture is Samoan I'm Samoan I do embrace black culture because I got a black wife <laughs> so I show respect <laughs> and somebody brought the Rock well the Rocky ain't really because he's he's only half. Hot. Yeah, how did somewhere they both have and they both not? I don't even like saying half, like they both have two separate races for parents. I'm just trying to figure out the whole tip optics and math to somehow figure out that The Rock having a black father and Samoan mother led him to not be black, but Roman Reigns having Samoan and Italian parents led him to be
1: black. People are stupid. And I'm finding out more and more man, <laughs> every time. Listen, it this whole rock thing, and I just hate when people start getting into that. And what I've learned now is just to try to ignore it the best I can. What What are you talking about? You going up? And I understand people optics where you always got white uh, co co stars in this movie. You never see them with a black person. And uh, okay, okay, that's fair. I might. No, it's not. Cause that's what, a lie. Well, no. Well, I'm what I'm saying is. If you only seen here and there and not updated, like you're not a movie person. So if you see one of his movies, you see a white, like
2: okay, I I can kind of see
1: that. But But his daddy was black. Exactly, and I always
0: say one, his daddy was black. Two, if you haven't seen a Will Smith movie, if you've seen, you're gonna see Will Smith like two (laughs) thousand, you can say the same thing about him. You could easily say that about like they don't like. That's the whole thing. Once you become a certain level of star, they don't like putting you black people with black women, because they don't put black women at that level. Like, they don't. That's true. You know, like, you look at Will Smith's early career, when he, like, you know, with Regina King and mm-hmm. Gabrielle Union. Mm-hmm. And then you look at him later when it's like, oh, he's with Eva Mendes and Charlize Theron and Margot Robbie. When,
1: and he, like, when he became the man in Hollywood, they were like, okay.
0: Nah, we're going to have you with Bridget Moynihan. Ain't no more. You ain't being with Nia Long. They just exactly. gone.
2: You better
0: think it's You better marry her if you want to be with her in a movie because nah, we're putting you with Bridget Moynihan because it's you you universal man whatever. Even Denzel got hit with that. And he Denzel, he tried for the longest too. And it was like, you know, you're gonna get some Resident Evil wherever you like it or not. <laughs>
1: That's why right. he did that too. It's, your, it's always your own man. So yeah. yo, I yo, I won't even thinking about her being in Resident Evil till you said it. Oh snap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't last too long though, you know. In and out. But, yes. Yeah. Anyway, go. yeah, we'll close this out. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed, which a lot of people have enjoyed, the Nicholas Cage Trilogy Plus One. Uh, next Tuesday, we may do All Out. We may not. If we don't hear from us, that'll be a week off. And then the week after that, it'll be football. We'll be talking about week one NFL. I just finished paying for um Sunday ticket.
0: Yeah, I get mine. It, it, it went up, I think, last year. It's like almost like was like 370,
1: 380 or something like that. Yeah, I saw it I wasn't happy about it either. Yeah, right. But whatever. I get to see my Vikings games even if I'm at work. So that should be good. Wait, so- oh! Kirk Cousins.
2: Pick oh. six.
1: <laughs> what was that?
0: Ah you know exactly what it is, boy. Exactly. Y'all gonna be Teddy come back. Don't worry, I'm, I'm, I'm. Hey, the first time the Eagles lose, I'm going to have to hear, like, you should have kept Nick Foles' jokes, so.
1: Nah, I'm, I, well, I ain't going to do that to you because I, I like y'all quarterback. But what I am going to say is we got a problem. We got a fucking problem because I don't know. I know it's preseason, but Kirk Kurt Kurt Cousins going three and, what, 13 or whatever the fuck it was in a preseason game when they just pretty much playing cover two. What the hell, man?
0: Look. Here's the thing you're going to learn that anyone else learns. Okay.
1: Talk to
0: me. And this this is a perfect time wrap-up. Quarterback and lines are the two most important positions Absolutely. to get right. Yep. Offensive yep. and line. Because teams that tend to be good for a long time invest in those positions. When the Eagles had Don McNabb, once Don McNabb was healthy, if he was healthy, they made the playoffs. That's just how it worked. When you have a good quarterback – you automatically making the playoffs and you focus on filling in the margins and stuff that you have to work on. And then you try to improve to get to the Super Bowl because you don't have to worry about quarterback. When you're not sure, you always worry. You might, it might have a year or two like that and it's like you don't, but if you ain't sure, it's always there. And you do not want to be, you either want to be you know or you definitely don't know because you know what to get. Kirk Cousins is that like you think you know. You don't want to think. You you want to know? Cause he looked apart. The, the numbers looked apart. You watch you you watch enough Cousins games, like oh I can see something here. You can oh, trick yeah. yourself into something, but then it's like you look deeper, and it's like it's always gonna be something. He some mistake he make. Yeah. And it ain't like a Tony Romo thing where Tony made mistakes. They were high profile, but we knew Tony was good. It was just injuries. It's like Kurt always making at the wrong times. Like you look at his numbers, they like throw thirty five touchdowns, only twelve picks, forty two hundred yards. And- and you look deeper, it's like when when those interceptions happen, one of those three, like a whole bunch of three and outs in the fourth quarter, the worst time.
1: And this is what this was like with fucking the Redskins. So I'm like, okay, you go into a team with better wide receivers and a better running game. Maybe the O line is questionable. Like that's that's still a question mark. But still, you should be able to get this team at least a wild card, right? Nope.
0: Um, he ain't here's the thing. If everything else works right. He can get you to a certain point. It's hard for everything else to work right. So, all this talk, oh, you don't need to draft a quarterback in the first round. Look at Baltimore. I'm like, oh, you mean uh, if you had Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, if you had one of the best defense of all time, you may win the Super Bowl? Word? I'm like, no. It, no. You, when you're not sure a quarterback, you got to be sure everywhere else. It is hard to be great everywhere else with a salary cap era with injuries. And that's the thing with Minnesota. Like Y'all got the weapons, especially Dalvin Cook coming back. You got the receivers. Your line, I don't know. And the defense, it's hard to continue to be good at defense. Yeah, because you
1: age age out. You age out and some people, certain people may move.
0: And you money out. Like all of a sudden you guys, people start getting paid. You might be able to pay one or two. Can't pay everybody. Then people leave. Death leaves. Time happens. Then all of a sudden that, top, that defense that's like top two or three becomes top nine to ten, which is fine if the quarterback's straight. If cousins your quarterback, fine ain't cutting it. And then all of a sudden you like seven and nine, eight and eight. And that's where Minnesota, unfortunately, has been for long I remember. It's always been a question of quarterback culpepper in the beginning it was the only time y'all had faith in the quarterback for extended period of time so he got hurt as long as i remember watching football it's always been someone that, plug
2: you
1: know
0: play. the history i don't gotta go through it you know as i say, y'all had a, y'all had a lot of people playing today late 30s and 40s yeah it's
1: been pretty much plug and
0: play plug and play yeah, it's like, let's warm moon let's give him a chance Let's give Randall a chance. Let's give Jeff George a chance. Let's give Bre- like y'all give a lot of people we, chances.
1: We had a, we had a shot with Randall, and we loved, and we fucked that up with the Falcons. But whatever. Um, yeah. So get ready. It's for amazing.
0: Like y'all gave Randall Cunningham and Donald McNabb chances. Just think about that. As an Eagles fan, I just I think about that like, wow, it's going to be one day when Carson Wentz is 44 years old and he's going to have a Viking jersey on. Hopefully we're still friends.
1: <laughs> well, I know what I'm gonna having fun for this podcast, so, uh, yeah, get ready for that because it's going to be a lot of jokes. <laughs> and I feel like it's going to be all on the Vikings. But anyway... Nah, it's-
0: Eagle jokes, because I joke with my team, too, and these jackass fans. Well,
1: it, it's going to be good, especially in the once uh, basketball get going, too. Um, but anyway, if you want to check me out on Twitter, you can follow me at Jeff vs. The World. And on Facebook, is Jeff vs. The World. Questions or comments, you can leave at Jeff vs. The World at Yahoo.com. And also, in the coming weeks, there will be another giveaway and this one will be for all my wrestling peoples. If you're tired of paying for the network, may have a little treat for you. But, yeah, that's to be announced later. And, Shaheed, you can give them your social, uh, Twitter, or whatever you want to give
0: him. you can find me on Twitter at Philly underscore drugs. You can also catch me on the Stunt Granny Network where it's Stunt Granny and we watch stuff.
1: And we are out.